sure if we had not known each other and I would have just come up to you at one of your shows and been like, hey, do you want to come and be a pedophile Yoda on this like podcast? You would have thought <laughs> I was crazy. I was so ungracious about the opportunity to talk about my album. Like, oh, what do you want to know, bro? <laughs> it's like, what? God damn it. Oh. My ex wife can still go fuck herself. <laughs> <laughs> To, this is what episode 42 right yes 42 42 of long walk 42 episodes of long walk short drink which i want to i was looking I up which is, president is 42 bill clinton this is the bill clinton of this long is the bill clinton walk episode <laughs> all right yes break out uh, the sexy saxophone <laughs> yeah. uh, so um first off like 42 episodes is so awesome to me and it's especially awesome because this first off this is palmer by the way podcasting from dayton ohio and this is dave podcasting from northfield minnesota uh we are long walk short drink and uh welcome to episode 42 uh, and so this episode is really exciting for me and really uh, this really, like, it touched me right in the feels, dude, when you were like, this means a lot to me that you've been doing this for 10 years, so I think we should call attention to that. Um, that we're going to listen to, if you have, haven't have noticed, uh, there should be, by the time you hear this, there should have been two episodes already released in our off week. So we release Long Walk Short, new recordings of Long Walk Short Drink every other week um, as official episodes. Uh, and then in those off weeks from that, Dave has been releasing uh, the eight. We're counting up to the eight episodes of my original podcast. I started all the way back in 2008 uh, or 2007, WPLMR. Maybe it was 2008. Yeah. Uh, WPLMR. Yeah, first one was January tw- 2018. Or sorry, 2000. January 2008. Was January 2008. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So 10 years ago, and you were like, you've been doing this for 10 years, and I think that's really cool, and we should, we should sh- showcase that. And so this episode is kind of to celebrate. It, this is coming out in March. In March of 2008, the episode was released there you were the guest co-host on the third episode of wplmr and we also like that's all that also means like that's been 10 years of dog days right like yeah i've been uh as i talked about in a recent episode i've been observing a lot of anniversaries in our sort of dreaming out loud sort of whatever productions records like our group of friends making stuff together and um for me i take it all the way back to when i was in 1988 (laughs) making monster movies um but i started using that term and i think 1999 uh anyway but yeah so i've been all like with vhs and all that i've been trying to preserve these things and 
in trying to prioritize what to preserve at which time because there's so fucking much stuff. <laughs> right. Um, I've been using anniversaries a lot of times. And so as it was nearing 2008, I was realizing like some of the anniversaries we previously observed, if you go to dreamingoutloudrecords.com, you'll see a 10th anniversary expanded edition of our friend Krems's debut album. And I had fun putting that together with him. And uh, I did the 10th anniversary of NG's and the Jeff, which are kind of honorary cabin kids, or at least honor. They, they certainly, that like they asked to put things out the members of that band and a different band asked to put things out on the dreaming out louds label quote unquote, whatever. And so they, they put that label on their jacket. Anyway, there's those two yeah. sort of anniversary editions of stuff. And, um, f- yeah, my first solo album came out called dog days came out in 2008. And so I was starting to work on that. I have been working on that. And then I thought about WPLMR was 2008. Um, there's a moto thing from 2008 and a moto thing from 1998 that I'm kind of yeah. So a lot of these anniversaries and um, it's, the, it's it's really so this episode that we're uh, that we're gonna kind of showcase. So um, you're gonna hear we're gonna cut in and out. So the WPLMR was a music show. It was intended to be an independent music show that sounded like a radio show uh, that had. A news segment. It had um, sketches and fake commercials, and it had uh, a lot of talking around these rock blocks. I would find independent music that would put stuff out under the Creative Commons license, uh, which means I could use it in my podcast as long as I gave them credit for it. And uh, we, so you're going to hear the stuff without the music. You're going to hear just the talking bits in this episode to just kind of give you a taste of how Dave and I were doing long, long, short drink 10 years ago. And this episode was to like highlight your album too. So we refer, we referenced the album a lot. Can they get, um, is there any, do we have any access to anywhere that people can get dog days if they want to get it? Um, it is kind of someplace that I don't want to say where, because uh, oh, okay. of all the work we're doing to make it, um, you know, sound I'm, I'm working on a really expansive kind of, amazing <laughs> like I, I don't know like the you know how i love these deluxe things yeah, these del- yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm making one of those for myself um some of parts of which will be kind of physical but most of which will be digital so and i'm working on all that but in, in honor i did years ago i pulled it from like all itunes and everything like that just because i was kind of embarrassed by it and um so i did re republish and put out there um the two singles from the album that i you know songs that i I liked how they came out and issued as singles at the time so if you go like to your spotify or wherever it is that you listen to music and search um david allman which is spelled u-l-l-m-a-n for those of you who might not know um the songs deja vu and secondhand are both now available on those like wherever you would find music Uh, and and then so the rest will be available this year yeah and there's a if you listen all the way through this episode you'll hear one more track off that album too oh yes uh, yes which is there is one place too um i'll i'll tweet it out with this episode Uh, i created a vimeo channel with um uh videos from that time so videos for those two singles as well as like a little short like 10 minute like just help showcase all that so so if you're it's a very different 
guy in some dave than you're used to with the music it's very <laughs> serious and yeah. uh overly earnest i'm i can be earnest here but like it is not a different dave in the podcast like it's no not- <laughs> well but i was gonna say too like there was definitely a more serious i feel like there was a more serious tone there was a lot more uh brevity i feel like uh or not brevity that's that's just means brief um, that's not me ever <laughs> no that's not us ever no there was a there was a certain level of i really wanted this to become something big like i i thought like man it's just gonna take somebody's gonna hear this and it's gonna blow up and it's gonna be awesome which i guess it can st- that can always happen and that's how the internet works um so i tried to take it really super seriously uh, you know, with the crediting and all of those, there's no way I would put as much time as I put into the show notes if I tried to make that podcast now as I did then. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. It was, it was those show notes were a godsend. Um, I mean, so I've been begging, not begging. We've talked about it on the show though previously where I was, I have every once in a while nudged Palmer about possibly getting me the raw or the highest resolution files from these uh, podcasts. Because so you'll you'll probably notice a slight difference in quality, even if we're using our Google Hangout Rip, um, because they were like you know a hundred, I don't know, hundred twenty or whatever. Like yeah, and I know I think I only ever exported them from the projects. I never exported raw versions of any of this stuff. Oh um, well, th- that so. makes me feel a little better as well, just knowing that yeah. we have the quality we could get. But the yeah. other great thing that I could never that that w- it was so it was a bummer to me that I knew there were extensive show notes, and uh, that was a lot of what I was hoping you could uncover because and like, arguably the mice- a lot of the music you can't use. Like that's the whole point of creative commons is like, it's all, it's an honor system. And so you have to give credit if you're going to use something that's released under a creative commons. And I finally pieced together. That was part of why you hadn't released the tracks. The um, Cause I had told you years ago, Oh, just use the files you have. They're not going to get, you know, and uh but part of that was you needed the show notes to have credit for all that stuff and uh luckily we were able we pieced that out together on the air here like on an on an episode yeah. of this you know oh did we about the metadata yeah and i and i said oh if that's all you need then just go into itunes and go yeah. under go under like the song I info. we did that and yeah. that's where you, it was um you put all, them in the lyrics and it was like the entire like he would write write a blog post essentially, but it was all embedded in these MP3s that I had had for ten years. So I open, I was like, really? So I went to iTunes, I right clicked, and there it all was. And so, where we're actually publishing the ones that have music is not in our podcast feed, um, because uh, anyone who does listen to our show, you know, I'm guessing you listen because you like the dynamic of of the two of us, right. and um, I didn't want to disrupt that with. Uh, kind of a this radio show um and we're playing this one as we are for you today because it literally is the two of us just from 10 years ago but you can find the uh, the full podcast that palmer created by himself 10 years ago today now you can find them on mixcloud.com slash d-o-l records um you can also find there the Long Walk Short Drink soundtrack. And that's um, that's kind of like SoundCloud for people who make mixes. And in some ways, 
the WPLMR is like a, a mixtape of sorts. It just has sure. original content interspersed uh, as well, like the sketches. And so, um, so, and actually what I did is I downloaded the Mixcloud app. I don't think it takes up much space, but if you do that, then like on your phone, as it switches to the tracks, I mean, I had to go in and edit the metadata in Mixcloud, which is fine. It's a pleasure to though be able now be, hit a button so I've got your original like opening paragraph because it only allows for so much text. And then if you hit the drop down, you can see <coughs> what the track list is with the music and stuff, as well as what you named the sketches. And then if you listen on the Mixcloud app, you can actually, it'll switch with the song, the credits of what you're listening to. It's pretty cool. That's so awesome. We'll con- yeah, I'll continue to post those there for the run of uh, this of WPLMR I don't know what you would call it <laughs> version two or version one version one of the podcast. Yeah. Version one of the podcast. Um, and that, I mean, cause I will never put those mix CDs out uh, outside of our group of people. Those will never see the light of day. The original yeah, ones. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, um, even, even this one, which you guys are going to hear in some of the stuff, like I, it's, it's man, uh so some of it is really cringy like we should just be upfront and honest like we're 220 like we were 220 something guys this was 10 years ago Mm -hmm. so we're you know we're we were in our i I was i was 27 years old and yeah uh, probably me too we were both 28 or we were both divorced by that time i was living in my sister's basement that's where we recorded this like we were just two totally different people as far as like and it was we had different life I circumstances, hate, but in a lot using, of ways we're like, the same. I feel like I'm, we're backed into a corner to use that. It was a different time argument. Like <laughs> maybe it's like, oh, that's so crazy. So listen, there's probably there could be there's stuff that I was offended that I said when I was listening to this. But overall, it's fun to hear it's us doing what we've been doing in Long Long Short Drink yeah. 10 years ago. Uh, and we'll make and our excuses along the way. As a th- it's divided up into segments. So where Palmer in two thousand in in the two thousand eight edit would have cut to a, a music block, um, we're gonna come back and <laughs> we'll come back and react to what we just heard. So, yeah. Um. And, and, oh. I, oh yeah. Let's open. Some, <laughs> let's open a beer. And then, uh, so uh, on. Uh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Or are we gonna give another preamble? Because I figure we. Can oh crack no! Beer I, and then I was play gonna it. say too. Like they probably won't hear very much from us while it's while the while it's playing, unless you if you absolutely need to chime in, just unmute and say something. Because it would like, I'd much rather that like if if you're gonna forget it or whatever by the time we get to where we can talk. Because especially the news segment, that's like twenty minutes long. That takes forever. Oh to, right, right. You know so. All right. I think I'll mostly make notes so that just so that because it gets so confusing. You've got you you're know, you're right. It is, it, it's like long walk, short drink inception is what it yeah. is what I call. I it would earlier. say though, if you do really want to comment in the moment, you can pause it. I'd say let's minimize oh, yeah, that, but but you can totally true. do that. Let's just wait until the breaks. That's okay. I think that's the best way to do it. So, all right, all right. On, you're, let's practice. Then we'll get rolling. On three, okay. three. All right, buddy. Oh, I'm actually drinking the uh, vanilla porter from Columbus that oh nice I got in the in the Iowa Beer Exchange. It's fantastic! When, uh, we recorded episode thirty-seven point five. No, yeah, uh, the last uh, Jedi. <laughs> yeah, the last Jedi reaction thirty-six. It was at thirty-six. Thirty-six five. Yeah. 
I'm drinking a good old standby PBR. All right. Cheers. All right, let's uh let's let's hear Cheers. us from let's 10 years ago. Yeah, so this is uh WPLMR episode 3, March 2008. All right, awesome. And welcome to episode 3 of WPLMR. This is a special episode of WPLMR just like I promised. Uh, joining me in the WPLMR studios today, I have none other than David Allman. Go ahead and say hi, Dave. Good evening, good afternoon, good day. Whatever it is, whenever they happen <laughs> yeah. to be listening to yeah. this. Um, I got Dave in the studio. Um, I've known Dave for, what, about 10 years now? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously, the small <laughs> town that we go to, we know everybody since kindergarten, but uh, we started hanging out with each other, I would say, about 10 years ago. And... Uh, so oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, and uh, yeah, and recently, um, Dave has released. Let me grab it here. Um, an album here called Dog Days. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the album, Dave? <laughs> what would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know because I've watched like pretty much every interview and read every interview, and they I've given me. them so it's yeah, like... <laughs> and like and you've given them, and so like they ask the same questions all the time. So, um, I don't know. Like you worked like obviously a very long time, yeah, like three years on the album, which and it's well worth. It obviously was well worth the time because it's it's Thanks. a brilliant album, um, and uh, you're kind of notorious in our group of friends, like. Yeah. For having like that one thing that you might be doing <laughs> like other things for three like years, but like you'll be like you always have one thing that you would spend like an exorbitant amount of time <laughs> on, and it's usually about three or four years. <laughs> yeah, like because like there was the crow thing, and like yeah. you did that like from high school for like I messed around with that for a long. Oh uh, yeah, like forever. <laughs> and uh, I mean, of course, like during that whole time, you were doing like all kinds of other stuff. Like we had like Palmer's Picks was in there at one point. Yeah. And, um, I can't, I mean, of course, like, that's the only thing that comes to mind to me. There, I made a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of things that you did and worked on, but, like, that was, like, the over-encompassing yeah. project that you had. And then it's almost, it, it was, like, uncanny because it was, like, you almost went right from that. And then I wouldn't even know, it wasn't that relatively long of a period of time before yeah. you, you started, like, you had decided, because I remember, like, pretty early on when you said like i think i'm going to do an album this is oh, what yeah. i want to do and it wasn't i mean what maybe like a year a year or two maybe in between mm. like the crow finally being done and then oh like, oh goodness yeah i don't deciding know. to go to the That's, album the timeline is tricky <laughs> yeah it is tricky but <laughs> i've I made mean, movies for a very long time yeah and then in the middle of all that uh did had like the a little group band Steve yeah, with Steve some other stuff. friends and then we recorded a a CD sort of piecemeal over really over summer that was kind of exciting now to think about it because that's more like right. concentrated time and you make it out, right as if it was over three years but uh yeah I think that get got I I got the bug for writing music then and was encouraged to do so by the other guys and that just sort of became a means of expression and but I never really wrote any more songs completely outside of Steve. I just sort of made right. notes and jotted down musical ideas. And then, yeah, and then it ended up just sort of... To the point of, that one of your Steve songs, actually, you brought yeah, on to two this of, album. Yeah, two of them. Oh, really? Even, uh, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh, yeah, duh. Uh, Unspoken was, like, I guess what would have been part of 
Steve's second album. Right. <laughs> uh, the Awkward Sophomore album. <laughs> <laughs> As the first one wasn't awkward enough. But, yeah, no, I've been very much focused on music the last few years. And then play, you know, playing it out and, Which and all that. Which, I have to tell you, I don't know if I've ever told you, though, but, like, I've kind of been trying, uh, not religiously... I'm going to as you know to all of your shows, but I have like I remember being at like one of the first shows you did at Susan's in yeah. Kent, and then like, and then obviously now like to the CD release party, which if anybody listening was fortunate <laughs> enough to be at that, it was an amazing show. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember a good portion of it because I was <laughs> buying beers like three or four at a time, but uh, um, what I do remember, um was awesome and that oh, there was a lot cool. of chicks with good racks there which hey. is great yeah um that does happen but uh <laughs> Women um, have boobs. yeah they do uh but uh anyways <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh like you've definitely i think grown as a performer like yeah. in that time like cuz yeah, like but... you literally like i don't know there was times like where you're like you were scheduling family things around playing out as opposed like not necessarily yeah, and not even just that. like family things but like <laughs> just like normal everyday life things around playing out like it was like yeah. there i i would say like there was even like a solid like two-year period where like playing out was the, like that was your calendar and everything else yeah. went around that and it which, is, yeah the only reason it's not that at the moment is because of the cd release party right <laughs> it was right. like kinda, i'm trying to get back to that because right yeah you have to be out doing that it does it does <clears throat> wreak havoc though on your social life now do you find as like a, as an independent artist like do you think that's the easiest way to get your sound out there is like just by going to like I, the, yeah. the, the coffee shops and the bars and the you know anywhere that's willing to like have like put you in a corner with your stuff and let you play for an hour or two like yeah i think that's the only way really i mean granted the internet and all that but um that you know we're all bombarded with like so much stuff all of the time right and um yeah it's it, it's hard to kind of break through to people and, right and um yeah live yeah. i think is the best i definitely think that's one thing that's kind of like you would think that with the internet and like with the ease that just about anybody with a decent computer and a decent microphone and even like moderate music musical skills like they could put something together and they could <laughs> That's exactly what happened with yeah. me. <laughs> and like they could put something together and then um they have multiple ways um of sharing that with people yeah. and then uh you would think i mean cuz it's like a catch 22 because like it would be great i mean it's great because then you get to hear things from all kinds of people from all over the world which was one of the reasons why i wanted to start WPLMR but then you get to like to find like those diamonds in the rough, like you have to mm. sift through like a lot of like, yeah, um, very. I I don't know the nicest way to say it, but like very, um, what's well, like amateur, the, like yeah, amateur. I guess is the best way amateur stuff. Like you have like you know, I guess there's grades of everything. So yeah, I mean that's the beauty of the things being the way they are is that anybody can make a make a CD, and and then that that's also kind of the tragedy, of, right? You know, it's, right. And it is a catch twenty two, um, and we'll talk more about that later because I, did, I mean, there are things that are beliefs that I have, like with the way things are going towards mm-hmm. the music industry. But um, what? Uh, all right, well, tell us, like, give us all the the nitty gritty stuff, like the plugs and everything. Like, where can they go to find out more about like your oh, yeah. gigs if they're in the area and all that stuff? 
where can they get copies of your CD or like downloadable stuff of your music, mm-hmm. all that stuff? Um, well, I think the gateway would be my own website, which is barely there, but it has the links to all the places. So, uh, net uh, is where they would go. And then, um, yeah, you can link to, to buy the physical CD from there, from like CD Baby, a great distributor. And then also, uh, I think there's a link right there for the iTunes. And then there's another link on there that's for someplace called Dig Station. Okay. It's, I think it's a smaller link and it's on the MySpace page too. Much bigger. It's like a little thumbs up or thumbs down maybe actually. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, um, that's a place where if you download it, all of the money goes to the performers or the people that release the CD as opposed to a percentage. So Which nobody I much uses that. wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. I don't think it's often used. And I, I don't know too much about it other than that tidbit. But. Right. Now, um, that's awesome. And you mentioned MySpace, which you are on MySpace as mm-hmm. well. Um, which is one of the ways I keep up with you. And then obviously, um, Friend of WPLMR. Yes, yes. WPLMR is on MySpace. Um, uh, and obviously you can go to, um, www.wplmr.com and, uh, check out the show notes for this episode. I'll have plenty of links, um, to, uh, Dave's website, all that stuff. Uh, if you are going to search any of that stuff, just make sure it's two L's, U L L M A N. And, uh, all yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. All uh, man. U- U- Ullman. Yeah. Um, depending on the inflection you want to put on that. <laughs> so awesome. It's going to be a great episode. We're going to have a ton of great music. Um, I'm actually going to be featuring uh, the start of each block of music is going to have a cut from Dave's album, Dog Days, on there. Um, so you'll get a good little sample of that. And uh, maybe later on this episode, you, we might hear... Uh, a little bit of a live performance from Dave, which will be a first for W. First everywhere for WPLMR. <laughs> first, like, guest in the studio, all that stuff. This ultimately would be, like, my hope to do things with WPLMR is to get, you know, artists who are willing to come on here and share their music. They want to get a little bit of exposure. can come into the studio and they can record an episode with me and we'll focus on their music and talk about it. And they get to do sketches, which you're going to hear from Dave. And, uh, all that stuff. And, uh, which trust me, they're going to be amazing when you hear them. I can't wait for you to hear them. But, uh, yeah. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Um, the first song we're going to be hearing from Dave is called Half Light. So let's go ahead and get the first block started. And, uh, we will also be hearing, um, from Large Productions. Uh, day one, a porno behind the screen, and that would be it for that first block. So, without further ado, let's hear Half Light by Dave Allman. Hello, and welcome to Hardline EBC, the Empire's hardest hitting news show. I'm your host, Chris Starkiller. Tonight, our crew finds itself in a backwater system on the fringes of the galaxy. The small tattooing system is a desolate one where you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. The sting you're about to witness is probably one of the most shocking we have ever seen at Hardline. Our sting focuses around a being whose age is estimated to be well over 900 years old. He goes by the screen name of Jedi Tripod 187. He's traveled well over 12 parsecs from the Dagobah system to visit our decoy, who has posed as a 13-year-old girl 
with possible force sensitivity. Let's see what he has to say for himself. So let me get this straight. You've traveled quite a distance to have a chance meeting with this 13-year-old girl. Nineteen said she was. Really? See, I have transcripts where she explained her age to you quite clearly. And I quote, You start out the conversation by asking how old you are. Her response to you was, Thirteen, but sometimes people say I could pass for sixteen. You go on to ask her what it is doing you like. She replies to you, Oh, you know, going to Tashi Station, they have the best power converters. Uh, bullseyeing Bomp Rats in Beggar's Canyon, trying to sneak into the cantina. What I really wish is that I could get off this rock so I could join the Jedi Academy. To which you reply, Full of metachlorians, are you? She says, No, unfortunately. At that point, you wrap the conversation with, Want to be, would you? That's not the uh, nicest way that I would normally talk to a 13-year-old girl, and uh, the rest of this conversation I can't even read on the air. Now, I, I do have to let you know, I am Chris Starkiller from EBC's Hardline. Uh, you're currently on network television at this point in time. Oh, wait, put your cameras. The Jedi you seek. I am not. Your mind tricks won't work on me. I am half Huttese. Now, tell me, what what is it that you do for a living? Young Jedi's I train. Very young. Yes. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Uh, you are an instructor who works with young children on a daily basis. Has that ever played a role in your student selection? Uh, young the Jedi's must be. Why paddle one when you can paddle them all? <laughs> Be sure to listen to the remainder of this conversation tonight on Hardline EBC. Chris Starkiller reporting. WPM all predator free since 1962. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Meanwhile, back in 2018. I know. Oh, oh my god. Man. So, I want to say some things about the interview too, but we have to talk about that sketch first. <laughs> so I I forgot all about that sketch. Usually when people ask me about WPLMR, I am really proud of the sketches, all the sketches. Um, most of which I came up with on my own. I wrote them. I did all the voices in them. I modulated my voice to like do the different characters. I found all the sound. There are creative common open source sound effects. And so all of those were credited the same way um, inside of uh, the show notes and stuff for the episodes. I was super proud of those sketches. But one of the sketches from this episode, which we'll hear later, uh, is one that I always would be like, that's the one I was proud of. But I'm listening to this and this this one that we just heard. And I was trying to explain to Ash, too, like you have to remember, like when we recorded this in 2008, that we were we had assumed we saw all the Star Wars movies we were ever going to see at that point in time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't get 
Right, right. We we're <clears throat> post prequels, but uh, yeah, yeah. So like, no idea about the Disney thing. So please, Disney, Jesus, do not sue us for this crap. <laughs> oh, uh, right. but this this could not be. This is the definition of satire. It's got to be right. Like, <laughs> absolutely, abs- I mean, because it, it's uh, so it's a spoof on the to catch a predator, which was huge, uh, or was huge had been huge up to that point and uh i I just thought like let's take the most innocent star wars character and just make him like what if he was vile and uh (laughs) and that's what it was but i'm i mean i was listening to it and like where he tries to use the jedi mind trick and he's like that won't work on me i'm half a tease you know and like i love the inflection on that too it's such a great newscaster type uh or like kind of brushing them aside <laughs> well, yeah like uh man and uh, your yoda is per- like spot on <laughs> thank you it, i i that so was one good. of my my notes i was like i'm pretty proud of my yoda it's in so good <laughs> like it's so like the whole sketch all around like i wish that this was one that i uh i would have remembered more because it's just so good um yeah so i really i really dig the uh i mean i will probably hear more of it in like your favorite but immediately i was struck by the the production of it especially the fact that you did all this yourself with not really much background in in production no and but like great instincts about like the crickets the differing characteristics of like the voice over as opposed to the sound of the voice in the field supposedly cutting to the field and uh Oh yeah, I'm like, like you create a space. Like it was pretty great, and uh, I was I was I was impressed. I enjoyed it so so much hearing it recently, and of course just right now. Yeah. Uh I have a couple. So how I I know that a big part of the podcast at that point was to have music, but yeah, uh, where did the impulse to have sketches come from, and how did you sort of keep track and and map them out, and how much um, of it was truly scripted? Let me just ask like seven questions in a, a row. A dream. I, well, it was a dream of like being. So I had this dream of sponsorship and being able to mix these sketches ultimately would have been mixed with true sponsorships, you know, and then it would have become this like just this Saturday Night Live thing. Um, I knew I didn't have the talent or the the motivation to just do a full comedy show. I didn't think anybody would want to listen to me. I I'm still don't think anybody wants to listen to me for hours on end just talking. I loved music, you know, and I loved what music could do for me. And so I just wanted to share that while um, mutually using independent artists to help fill out a podcast around my comedy and commentary. I would also then mutually be giving them exposure. And, uh, you know, you were on in, and I know like you were a friend, I'm sure if we had not known each other and I would have just come up to you at one of your shows and been like, Hey, do you want to come and be a pedophile Yoda on this like podcast? You would have thought I was crazy. Uh, that might've been know. a hard sell, but I totally would have yeah. come on the podcast as, as yeah, the first um, part. But, uh, you know, I did actually, there was actually a band that one of the bands that I showcased 
during on one of the episodes they were on a rock block and they just happened to reach out to me and were like hey we heard thanks for using this on your show and i replied to them i was like would you be interested in coming on and doing an interview and that they did like two of the members came on they like interviewed us and they gave a new song i got to play a new one of their new songs on the show and like that was like the height of of wplr for me like it like that was everything i wanted it to happen like the an artist sought me out to give me more content and help fill you know like knew they were getting exposure from what tiny audience i had it was awesome so um that that artist uh convey right convey yeah yeah yep. i so when i put up the first one on the mixcloud site which is again at mixcloud.com slash dol records um I listened through, like, and uh, you know, through the, through the site, and watched the tracks change, and I'm like, who's this now? And I looked at my phone as I drive, I dro- drove, <laughs> um, but I was struck by, because my my favorite thing about the podcast was always your con- contributions. Like, I just wanted to hear my buddy. Yeah. Um, I always have a tough time with <laughs> new music. <laughs> yeah. But it helps to have whoever it is recommending. That's why I love to get mixes from people. Right. And I loved your mixes that were on CD before that. Um, I, you know, appreciate your taste and your interest in it gives me an in. So, but nonetheless, when you're looking at like an 80 minute thing or you just want to reminisce a little, I I have at times not listened to the music or been excited about the music, but I just put it on for a drive and I was really pleasantly surprised in that first episode I just, yeah, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the variety. I enjoyed the selection. Uh, I think I particularly liked Convey's song. Um, Yeah, it was 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 really fun. So the feedback that you gave right there about how I liked the parts of you talking and I more than the music and I would usually, sometimes I would skip over the music. That I, so I thought nobody would want to listen to me for two hours just talking. And I, I couldn't imagine... I I'm still bad about ums and likes, but it, listening to this is almost painful for me all the times that I like, 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 cause I was just so, I just wasn't comfortable in front of a microphone and really the genre and the format was just like so new to me. And so I was, a lot of that was, uh, tension and nerves. Uh, but I don't, I think that, where was I going with that? Fuck. I don't want you to lose your train of yeah, thought. Yeah, you had said, what did you say you're leading up to that? Oh, I think you were getting to well, your feedback was often that people wanted oh, to Oh, it was you. awesome. They wanted more talking. And uh, it was really disheartening because what ultimately why the podcast just failed was I it was too much for one person to do. Um, it just couldn't happen, uh, which is why yeah. I've, I've been so adamant about throughout the production of this show like it should it should never be work it should always be fun and don't you know for any of the cast members i don't want them i don't want them to get burnt i don't want this to ever seem like a burden because then it's not then it totally defeats the purpose so um but the music was like that's i put more work into that than anything else than picking the music because there is there just is a lot of stuff that I was I didn't want to share, and so you'd have to sift through that, you know, stuff that I didn't even like, 
and then you'd have to find something. Oh, I really like this, but do I like? Would I want? Would this be listenable? Would like somebody like it? Would other people like it? So I would spend a long time going through and picking the like. There were I usually tried to do eighteen songs, four oh. blocks, an intro song, and an outro song. And so to pick those 18 songs, I would probably, for each song, I would probably have to go through, and I wouldn't listen to every track, but I would skim through five albums just to find one track that I could oh, use. God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so yeah. just like trying to, trying to do all that. And then when people would be like, yeah, I, I pretty much, I'm going to be honest, I just skipped the music just so I can hear you talk. And so I, then I'd be like, oh, like you know like oh. i hand like i spent 40 hours like hand picking those 18 songs for that episode like to get the tone of that episode and like uh so that was really and again like that's a great lesson to learn when you're creating something you know like just because your your passion obviously is going to show through i like the feedback that i i i did always take from that was because i i i skipped the music just to listen to you talk you know what i like so my passion was coming through for what I envisioned, you know. Um, this is going to end up turning into a three-hour-long episode if we're not careful. <laughs> well, no, I, what, I, what? I think it's we're not. Um, I well, that uh, let's just say that you ended up taking that feedback, and then when you did revisit the podcast, maybe like two years later, it was yeah. all talk, and it was yeah. in. A, and I think maybe I was the first guest. Is that right? Uh, definitely, I just listened to the first episode, and there wasn't anyone on that one. I don't think there was anyone on the second, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, no, I think that's right. But I had a full, like there was, like Moda was on there. Chubbs was on there. Oh, that's, uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, that's sorry. the new, uh, that's the second, uh, when you started again in 2010, revamped, it was all talk with those people you were just mentioning. Yeah, But in yeah. the original one, um, the first couple, I think, were you by yourself. And oh, then yeah. I was yes. maybe the first guest. Um, you were the and first I happened guest on to, this one? And Sarah Starr, I think, was a guest on one of the episodes. Um, we had, I, BD, I, I, I do have a few, couple other guests in the eight episodes that I do. Yeah, um, and I, th I think that that too. I think you probably gleaned from that dynamic that it was fun to have somebody there yeah. and expanded on that and that second uh, version of that podcast that uh, maybe we'll share at some point. But that's that one's super fun. Uh, I'm excited to revisit that someday myself. But first, I'm going to revisit this whole run of WPLMR. And I, like I said, I was surprised, and I really did appreciate the music. But um, yeah, it is a good lesson to learn or or to take. It's yeah, it's weird what people take from what it is that you share, right? Right, <laughs> so, right. No, that, uh, and that's and and, and and I guess maybe that's maturity comes from being able to look at that and be like, yeah, no, I totally get why you would miss. Like I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want 18 random songs just shoved down my throat. I want, but if I enjoy listening to somebody talk, like I could totally see why you would skip over that music now. Um, but yeah, I, I still would like, seriously though, I spent like, that was the showcase. That was the whole purpose of this first run of WPLMR, these eight episodes was to showcase independent music um, because podcasting was still relatively new too. Like it was, Oh yeah. Like know, most it, of the giants and podcasting now were not doing it then. Like in 2008, when you were doing this, the only one I know of personally is Kevin Smith was doing it in 2007. 
Yeah. But like all all the big ones, your Joe Rogan's, your Mark Marin, Nerdist, all that stuff, I had not started yet. And I had learned uh, uh, about podcasting from an educational conference. Uh, I went there really? and, and a teacher talked about how they used podcasting to keep their students up to date on assignments and studies and all that stuff in their class. And once I bro- once I realized, because I had heard the word podcasting buzzing around, I was like, oh, man, like this is all this really is, is an MP3 file that you put online and people get notified when you put it online. That's really all it is. Like that's how he essentially broke it down. And then like the next one I went to, the guy talked about all of these free versions of apps, these of, of applications that are really expensive, but they're free and they're open source. And that's where I learned about audacity. So it was literally like back to back. I learned about podcasting and the next one I like, I got introduced to audacity and those two things, like I, so then I was like, okay, can't, how free can I do this and how good can I make it sound? So I got really good music. I spent a lot of time finding good music. I had the free sound effects that were open source. Both of those were resources that were shared at that conference, at that educational conference. Wow. I never knew that. That's cool. Uh, and so, um, so I was like, okay, and I know, I know, I have an, enough of a creative eye that I, I, I at least know that if I'm entertained by what I'm listening to, then there's a good chance that somebody else might be right. Um, and then, uh, if I go through and just really take some time and learn this stuff, even moderately, because I had made. Like I, of course, like during Palmer's picks, like you did all the editing, but like, uh, with Larry, when we made something real, I had done some oh, nonlinear right. editing with him. Um, and then yeah, I that was that a back. short film you made in what? 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think that's around. I think that's right. And or, so, yeah, I had gotten, I had gotten a feel for digital editing. And so I was able to get into audacity and really just play. And uh, that's one thing too, with any application like that, any creative application like that, you're really just going to learn by doing, you can watch it, You should watch YouTube videos to learn on one screen. And then while the YouTube video is going on, you should be playing in the application on the other screen. And so, um, even YouTube as like a learning community really hadn't grown into that as much yet back then. Uh, but audacity was really user friendly and you were able to jump into it and like you could get audio files really quickly and then multi-track editing like really quickly really approachable and had a really extensive user community so you could find out how to do stuff in there nice and you're you're recording uh your side of the conversation tonight on audacity still right yeah that yeah that's happening right now like i still use that program um and uh i um I was using a computer that was that was a clunker for 2008. Like that computer was bought in probably in 2002 or 2003. So it was already a six-year-old laptop that all of this was made on too, which was another thing that was like, it was just this totally, and, and, and I still have that philosophy where it's like, you can get into this medium if you want to. You know what I mean? Um, and I talked about that a little bit later on. I think we kind of have a conversation about 
something similar to close to that. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's much more later on. So coming up, um, and actually, it's funny you said about the sponsorship <laughs> earlier uh, because these days we actually do have a sponsor. We do have sponsors, yeah. <laughs> and so I looked up uh, if. I went to audible.com, which actually, if you go to audibletrial.com slash LWSD, audibletrial.com slash LWSD, and search, uh, I think I searched podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. And I saw, so we can't vouch for these books necessarily, but you could listen to uh, Podcast Launch by John Lee Dumas, a step-by-step podcasting guide Dumas. um Dumas. <laughs> that's a dumbass dumb podcast the I name know. is <laughs> there's a few other ones there's a bunch actually uh i want another for the top is podcasting for beginners start grow and monetize your podcast anyway, so it's just so but if you go there to uh, audibletrial.com slash lwsd you could get one of those books for free plus a free 30-day trial to the service of audible in which you can get it seems like you can get any fucking book you want to listen to <laughs> at least anyone yeah. that we've mentioned on this show um so there's that i did want to just give a couple of disclaimers about the interview quick <laughs> like, distance myself from so that you're so hey. like, yeah i was so embarrassed about that oh okay a I am super hungover <laughs> on this day. Yeah, we, we had partied the night before, like really. Yeah. And then got up early to record. Like we kind of had like. That would be fine, except for when I perform later. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was the thing that struck me most was like, I was so ungracious about the opportunity to talk about my album. Like, oh, what do you want to know, bro? <laughs> it's like, Damn it! Oh, uh, and I was like, I no. love that. I love that when I was like, I know they ask all the same questions in all these in your in all the in all those just, interviews, and you were like, yeah, and I gave them. There's no excuse for that <laughs> so, kind of behavior. I'm, that, I'm just like, this is so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe. I mean, I actually I was surprised because I I always think of myself as being a decent guy. And oh, I was not great in that moment. I totally chalked it up to you being hungover because it's definite like within five <sighs> minutes of that, you're definitely like we are rolling oh, yeah. and like everything's <laughs> yeah. fine. And like it, it it's just that very early in the beginning. I think it's like I'm awkward because it's only the third episode. What and we're fucking podcasting ten years ago. What the fuck is podcasting? You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. We're and in I my think, sister's basement. We're sitting like two inches from each other, talking into the same microphone. Like, oh right, you I know forgot what I mean? that detail. Like, yeah, so, like there's all this awkward Oof. stuff going on, and like, and again, like, what the fuck is podcasting? No, like you, ha- like, you have to put this in the te- in the 2008 mindset. Like, I totally was listening to that, and I'm like, this is so fucking hilarious, and literally. There's a point in that in that interview where it's like we just kind of like take our coats off and get relaxed and we start doing what we do and everything's That's going right, fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that like, was it's uh, that was the thing about this when I heard, I did listen to it sort of recently that made me think it would be a fun thing to share on Long Walk Short Drink because I realized that at a certain point cuz it's I, this was my only appearance on that podcast yeah. Um, and 
I did, you know, I was appearing as a musician at the time who happened to be your friend, but you do kind of hear the dynamic start to develop that we have on display on this show. So I thought that well, was kind of an, an interesting... established rapport. Like, I mean, we established yeah, that rapport yeah. back... Look, I, there are episodes of Palmer's Picks that you and I are just on that. And I think oh, in yeah, those episodes, yes. if you hear, you could hear that... That's where the rapport got established. Was that's true? Picks. We'll do that next year, ninety nine for the yeah, 20th anniversary. Fucking a, right? We, <laughs> um, um, but so but, I think the, uh, for my so I appreciate you giving me the out of like maybe you're just hung over. I think maybe my best sort of excuse for myself was or is that I think maybe I was self conscious about talking about uh, about getting into interview mode with a, a close friend you know That's, what i mean that, like i hope totally that was it too. dude because, again what i mean oh, this is only the first segment there's good there's so much more yeah. cringy stuff so much that's true. So yeah, this was just a personal stuff. one. Oh wait, there was one <laughs> note that I wanted to bring up. That, talk about cringy stuff is when I when just like totally lots of boobs there <laughs> talking about your show. And See, it's like, funny women, for me. <laughs> like women, you're like women have boobs, and I'm like, no, yeah, they do. But that's the difference between me then and now. To where now I can be. Then I was too uptight to en- to enjoy it with you, and like yeah. yes, and I definitely did not yes and in those days <laughs> at all yeah you know that yeah, the rule yeah. of improv or whatever and not that i've taken improv classes i just heard that adage by listening to tina facebook which you can get on <laughs> <L-W-S-D. laughs> be sure to subscribe at youtube.com slash oh we, we, we don't have a uni- oh yeah slash lwsd well um, you can yeah you search it 2008 you could get a unique uh, uh youtube oh, url right. you, without having 100 subscribers just but you can so help us with that every time we do stuff yeah oh yeah How yeah subscribe i think we went up like 10 since the last time we asked for it so that's pretty awesome so if we oh yeah up and by 10 we can reach that 100 and get our unique url um sorry yeah once we hit it other... 100 subscribers we get a unique url then it's really easy we can say go to youtube.com slash lwsd i think that would be the that might help determine the winner if we like ever decided if we were going to continue to put out mp3 podcasts or just stay a YouTube show. There you go. Like, yeah. If we hit, I think if we start hitting those YouTube milestones, it would really help. It would make it a little easier to just saying, okay, let's just this YouTube thing is really kind of paying off, like working. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. The YouTube version is the the chats as we experience them in terms of Palmer and I talk on a video chat, and yep. uh, and then we we publish them. So even this one um, that. You'll notice if you look on YouTube when the when the uh, old 2008 podcast plays, it's a little avatar for that. Which did um, we but, explain why they didn't see this one live? Normally, those no. these also are live streams. So I guess we should explain that too. Um, a couple episodes ago, I don't know if it made it onto the episode, but Dave and I had talked. We were recording, and then Dave was had four days essentially to put out the episode to get it all edited so it was ready to be broadcast, like released on the following tuesday so it was like a less than or six days i guess would be the turnaround uh we would record on wednesday and it would be released by tuesday morning and so i had mentioned on that episode we should 
have a gap so that we could record on the off weeks, then he would get a week plus those six days to get to edit and everything out. So he just wouldn't be under a time crunch. And so that's why this one did not get a live stream recording actually live uh, because it's just a private one because we just recorded last week. So we're recording again this week to try to hit that gap. You won't know any of this. You're not going to. That's the beauty of all of this. <laughs> the only thing was, is you didn't get to see this. You didn't have the chance to watch us live on YouTube, which is why you should subscribe. If you subscribe, you'll get notified every time we do go live and share it with you, where then you can interact with us while we're recording our episodes that get released as the pop podcast. Exactly. Lots It'd be of cool layers. To hear, uh, I know. Yeah. It'd be cool to hear from folks. Um, I don't know where you listen, why you like, yeah. if you like the YouTube, if you like the podcast, you can reach us. You can find us on Twitter at LWSD pod. Also, you could email us uh, um, by sending a message to LWSD pod at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and if cool. you're super, right. super awesome, be sure to review us in iTunes, Stitcher. That would and, be wicked. And uh, Google Play Music would be great. Also, would it kill you to tell a friend about the podcast? Because that would be That's nice. the only way we're going to get to the 100 <laughs> subscribers. Right. This is not Fight Club. Please talk about Long Long Trip. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. All well, right. Let's, let's maybe get back get to, to 2008. The, let's, get to, yeah, let's get to the next one. So, all right. Let's hear the next. We'll listen to the, the next one's the news. This is the longest section. So. Oh, yeah. 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 From the dark corners of the World Wide Web to your computer, WPLMR News. All right, and awesome to the WPLMR Newsroom. Um, all right, news for this uh, this episode. There is some great stuff here. I just love like this wacky shit, Dave. That just <laughs> fucking just happens in the world. All right, so in um, people will pay for fucking anything news. There was two sisters who happened to find this cornflake in a box of Frosted Flakes that looked like the state of Illinois. Like, they thought it looked identical to the state of Illinois. And what made it so unique, they say, I guess, was that it was larger than the rest of the flakes. It was like two inches by one and some inches, so it was like really large. So they put it on, they decided like, okay, we're not going to eat this. It looks just like Illinois, which... So we're going to put it on eBay because we know people will pay for fucking anything. So they put it on eBay. It starts making, like, all of a sudden, like, it skyrockets. Like, it goes, like, the amount of money people are willing to pay for it is huge. Like, gigantic. Well, right before the auction ends, eBay was like, this violates our terms of, like, food sales. So they canceled the auction. Like, it was within, like, hours of it ending. And I, I, according to... The current, like the new auction that just ended yesterday, um, they said that the bids were upwards of two hundred thousand dollars for this. Like, which, which, okay, they since on the second auction. Okay, so let me go back a little bit. So they canceled the auction. The sisters were like, were pissed. Obviously, if the like the bids, if it's true what they say on the auction that the bids got that high. Because they thought they were going to make, like, fat cash off of a cornflake. It's amazing. How they discover the cornflake in the first place? I don't, like, like, who, like, (laughs) I don't know when that, like, when that happens. Like, okay, so, like, you get up in the morning, you got eye boogers and all that shit, right? And you're, like, pouring your frosted flakes in the bowl. 
unless you're me, because then you're like eating cereal at like six at night, so you wouldn't have the eye <laughs> boogers, I guess. But like they're pouring it, and it falls into the bowl, and like I could just see like this big dramatic moment in the kitchen, like the like the one sister is like ready to like pour the milk, and it's like at the crest of the gallon, you know, like tips her hands, and like no! the other sister like happens out of the corner of her eye, <coughs> uh, and as I like, hack on the air, that's awesome. But, like, out of the corner of her eye, something in the bowl, in the sister's bowl, just, like, catches her eye, and she's just, like, like, maybe, like, the light, like, the, you know, like, the hand of God comes down and, like, lights up that one giant flake sitting on the top, and she, like, I could see her diving and, like, catching the milk in her hand. She's like, don't do it! You know, and, like, that's, that's where the saga starts. I hope that's what I was like. Yeah, like, for that, like, I could justify some of this. So, they get in there. They put it on auction. eBay pulls it, so they go through with a fine tooth comb, like what, like what the policies, the food policies are on eBay, and they come up with this idea that instead of auctioning the actual cornflake, they're auctioning um, a coupon that's redeemable for the Illinois cornflake. So, oh my god! So like they can auction a coupon. That's okay, and then like they redeem that, like then the buyer redeems that coupon for the cornflake. So. They were able to get the auction back up there, which now is for a cornflake. And I have it here. Hold on. I really don't... I don't really know what Illinois looks like. So, really, so here's the eBay page. Now, the, the auction ended last night. Oh! Um, the auction ended last night, yesterday. Um, Friday. The... Uh. Aug- or March the... Uh, August. So, March the 21st is when it ended. So, it ends yesterday. And... The final price, like the final price that they get for a cornflake, a frosted flake that looks like the state of Illinois, one thousand three hundred fifty dollars. Oh my! So they sold like a like home computer printed coupon that is not redeemable for anything other than a cornflake for one thousand three hundred fifty dollars. Okay. And this is where, if you go down here to the comments... Are there pictures of them? I need to see these sisters. Yeah, um, here. Here you go. They're children. Yeah, like young kids. Young kids. Oh my god. So, um, so it says, like, one of the questions they ask on here is, like, I'm confused about the auction, because this, like, blew up on the internet. Like, they actually got, like, Illinois Corn Flake Auction... Dot com like they had like in in a short amount of time this blew up all over the internet like and so um, one of the questions was I'm confused about your auction the auction I saw had a bid of over two hundred thousand dollars is this the same auction and yes we are the same auction which did reach two hundred thousand dollars before eBay pulled it uh, because we were selling unpackaged food um, so is that so wrong to sell food I guess <laughs> I, I guess uh, so. Um, but it talks about on here, like, obviously, I think, like, one of the reasons also that eBay did it was because they, it got too high, they couldn't guarantee the transaction. Because mm. <coughs> one of the so, other questions, too, is, like, how can you, how, you, how right. are you going to ship it? So right. And that somebody else asked that question on there, too, like, how are you going to ship it to guarantee it doesn't break? And yeah. So, like, like, if I'm paying $1,300 for a cornflake, <laughs> I better get the whole fucking cornflake. Yeah. Like, I don't want, like, corn crumbs when right. it gets there, you know? <laughs> Like, if I wanted that, I'd go and I'd get, like, a beat-up box of Frosted Flakes down yeah. at the grocery store. But, uh... Thanks for Frosted Flakes. Yeah, Frosted Flakes are I awesome. I haven't had Frosted Flakes uh, in many, so many years. Good. They're great, as Tony says. They Even are great. Even Corn Flakes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go with them. 
But uh, <laughs> but it says on here that they had to authenticate every new bid. So I think like I think a combination. They used the food policies as a, a reason to cancel the auction, which they knew was full of fraudulent. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm not so smart. Fr- yeah, fraudulent bids. I think that's how that how that technically worked. But in the end, though, they still got $1,300 for a fucking $4 box of cornflakes that happened to have one weird cornflake in it. Um, so, yeah. Cornflake college fun for these girls. Yep. So, okay. Uh, so that was the Illinois cornflake. In um, absolutely stupid crime news, uh, this man... A man got send, sentenced to 30 days in jail for coordinating, video camming, and ultimately posting his exploits on YouTube, a taco pyramid scheme, um, where him and two friends coordinated this whole thing where they were contacted a local taco stand that was close to their house. He pretended to be a CEO not the CEO of the company that owned the taco stand, just a CEO who worked in the area, who loved the tacos, and complained that it did not have something on it. And so he like talked to them multiple times and said he was dealing with their corporate offices and that all this stuff, and ultimately got it coordinated that they were able to get like an exorbitant amount of free tacos like from this taco stand. And he said he was going to send his quote-unquote assistants in to pick it up, which ended up becoming his accomplices, who went in and picked up the tacos, and then I guess the end of the YouTube video, which I tried to find, and I don't know if it got pulled or what, but like, I couldn't find it. So if anybody wants to send that to WPLMR1 at gmail.com, a link to that video, I would like to see it. But... They video cam it, and the, the video ends with them, like, all sitting around laughing at how stupid the people were at the taco stand that they bought it. Yeah. And, like, eating this free food that they got. Well, then somebody in their area sees the video and calls the police, and it blows up into this huge thing. This guy, not only was he dumb enough to video cam all of this <laughs> stuff and post it on YouTube, he also gave the taco stand two, not one two of his personal telephone numbers. So within minutes of like the the police being alerted to the video on YouTube, they were able to trace it back to this guy. And he <laughs> and his two accomplices got arrested. He got 30 days in jail. I think it said something like almost like 5 years probation and like Whoa. the cop said he was not allowed back in that particular taco stand. He could go to the other like locations of that particular chain of taco stands he just couldn't go back to that particular one because he felt that was too harsh but he got sent to jail for 30 days for coordinating a taco which and this is one of those things where you're just like okay look if they're dumb enough like ask for credentials ask for whatever like don't just take people on their word a lot of the times especially if you work for a corporation which I've done plenty of times they hate to give shit away for free, but like, uh, I mean, and then like on his note, don't video cam all that shit. Don't give them your personal <laughs> telephone numbers. Like you gotta be, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how people get away with shit if they're going to be that dumb. And obviously this guy didn't. So he's 32. 
30, um, yes, he is 32 years old. Wow. I have to, like, if it was a teenager, it would His still be His two accomplices hard. were teenagers, and they're expecting them to get the similar sentence minus the jail time. So they'll still get the probation. So now, now there's two kids under 21 years old. I think one was, like, 18 and one was 19. Under 21 years old with a record for tacos. <laughs> tacos. I mean, try to, like, con somebody out of something worthwhile, yeah, at least, if I'm you're going to do it. Really like those tacos. Yeah, I guess they're good. I mean, we had some good tacos last night, but I don't know if they were worth going to jail for 30 no. days trying to get them for free. They were missing I mean, some and Mexican food's <laughs> so cheap anyways. That's yeah. the other thing, too. Like, we were talking about last night when we were at that restaurant. They, like, literally... Like, every Mexican restaurant I've ever been to, whether it's sit-down or, like, a stand like that, like, the prices are always comparable. Like, yeah. the quality is what changes, but the yeah. prices normally don't. Like, you can walk out over there with for a decent meal, a decent-sized meal, or decent-sized portions, because, again, the quality is what changes, not yeah. the price, for relatively the same amount of money. Like, everything's right around, like, 8 to $13, you know, yeah. depending on and whatever Mexican restaurant you go to. So, I don't get it. Let's go with our friend Adam. He can eat. <laughs> Adam can eat. Christ, can that guy eat? I mean, I'm big, and that guy is like rail skinny, but he's he little. can eat. I used to be able to eat. I probably still can. No, I don't know. I should work on that. <laughs> work back up to speed <laughs> to compete with Adam. Yeah, that's a worthwhile goal. About as worthwhile as stealing tacos. All right, and. And get it all back from that bitch news, like a guy in Australia <laughs> um, who is going through a very bitter divorce with his wife decided that he wanted to start over, which, I mean, I'm a, di- I'm a divorce guy and I, like, I know that idea, like, you want to start over and you want to get away from, like, that and whatever. This guy, like, honestly, like, he is a guy to, like, look up to. Like, where you're like, yes, like, fuck her. Fuck her, you know? Like, because he he was like, you know what? I'm going to fight for everything. And he ultimately won it in the divorce. He won a good portion of, like, the property that they had accumulated as a marriage. And he's like, I want to, I'm going to auction my entire life off and take the money from that. And I'm going to then start a new life so he is auctioning now and this is great like all the things you would expect he's auctioning his house his car his motorcycle all the belongings in the house like he said he literally once this is over he wants a pocket full of cash his passport and that's it like the shirt on his back and that's it he's getting rid of everything else but he's also auctioning now listen to this this is the great part he got his job to okay a two-week trial period for whoever wins the auction where they could move to Australia and have two weeks as a probationary period at his job doing what he does for a living where he they could work. If they work out for those two weeks, then it turns into a 90-day probationary period. And if that works, then they would be hired in his position. Mm. He also is auctioning a one-time introduction to all of his local friends where he will introduce the winner of the auction to his local friends so that, you know, and then whatever grows from that introduction will grow from it. But literally his entire life, like, because he said he was tired of being reminded of the life he had with his ex-wife. 
Hmm. Fucking brilliant. Now, the great thing is, the only thing that he's, the, like, the amount of money he's estimating for this auction is the price of his house. So, like, I think he said, I think it said something like 300 and some thousand pounds or whatever they, they use in Australia. But, um, so, like, he's not even taking into account the cost of, like, his vehicles, all the goods inside the house. So, like, he fought to get all that stuff from his wife just to sell it, and he's not worried about making money off of that. He really just wants to make, like, he's budgeting to make at least the money that the house is worth. Huh. So, <clears throat> and I think that's brilliant. Like, he said, like, the first thing he's going to do is go back to Britain, visit his mom, and then from there, like, he, he wants, he loves the idea of just being able to get on a plane and say, what's the next flight that leaves from here? And getting on that flight, and then going to wherever it goes. Wow, <laughs> isn't that brilliant? Like, yeah. I like that is Moxie. That guy has got balls, like big, giant brass ones, <laughs> like huge. Like, wow. I think that's brilliant. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I couldn't, I could never do that. Like, I love my family, and I obviously I love my friends, and like I'm pretty content with my life right now. But like, I don't know that. That's awesome. Like, that I'm going to fight for all this shit just so I can sell it and then do whatever I want to do. Because you're a bitch. Like, I'm brilliant. I love it. Love it. <laughs> that is brutal. That's hardcore. He yeah. looks hardcore. I can look see at this. him. Yeah, like, look at the picture of him. He's just like, you know what? She's a fucking bitch. So I'm just going to do this. <laughs> I love it. I don't, I don't know like, how much that really hurts the other her you know I, mean, is it really? uh, I i would think it would be like because i'm sure like it said it was a bitter divorce so i'm sure like yeah. he got things that she probably wanted oh, you know what i, I mean see. like like not necessarily like memories or whatever but like material things because, yeah like, yeah you know I what i mean it. like so and i could see like he looks like the type of guy who would just be like he's like yeah i know that's yours but i'm gonna fight you for it and if i get it i'm just gonna <laughs> auction it off Wow. So that I can get one more plane ticket to fly, you know, to Abu Dhabi or wherever the fuck you can. Yeah. Alright. Wow. Awesome. I've saved the coup de grace for last. Like, this is the greatest story. Like, I found this two weeks ago, and it is the most brilliant story ever. Oh, no. Alright. So, I don't even I don't even know how to start with this one. Alright. Alright, this woman... This woman... Has had a phobia. She was she lived with her boyfriend. Okay, had had a phobia where she did not. She had senses of unease and unrest outside of her house, which would be agoraphobia, right? Mm -hmm. So um, she she started spending more and more time in the house, and then that even wasn't good enough. So she started spending more and more time in the bathroom huh. to the point that she did not leave the bathroom she did her boyfriend said that she just would not come out she would not come out of the bathroom so all of our normal like relationship things occurred in the bathroom which probably means they fucked in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. and like they ate in the bathroom and they talked about their day in the bathroom, which I'm sure was kind of a one-sided conversation on his part. Like, yeah, um, today, yeah, I took a dump and <laughs> took a shower, looked it in the mirror for about two hours, and well, yeah. I imagine she could take things to entertain herself. Yeah, yeah, 
she must have a television in there. Or now that's not that's not the creepy part, like because it gets worse. Like if it's not bad enough that you don't live in your own bathroom, right? Yeah. She ultimately got to the point where she sat down to use the toilet, oh, and then just didn't get up. Oh my goodness! So finally. I, I I can't even like the just it's just finally he realized there was a problem <laughs> when she began to get cathartic and is that the right word lethargic oh okay. lethargic yeah not no cathartic is what you do to like relieve stress yeah. um, lethargic um, was un, was beginning to become unresponsive and. Uh, could not answer his questions readily. <laughs> so he decided that it was time that he probably call somebody to help her with this problem. So the police come, the EMS, they call the EMS. The EMS go in there. They go to get her up from the toilet and realize that she has spent so much time on the toilet that... She has actually grown around the toilet seat to the point that they had to remove the toilet seat with her, take her to the hospital so the toilet seat could be surgically removed from her. Grown around it? She had grown around the toilet seat. Like it had embedded into her skin. Oh, well, she just sat there sort of... So, like, the title says two-year bathroom stay. That's how long they're estimating she just sat on the toilet. Oh, my God. They talked to this couple's neighbors. Can she walk now? I mean, like... They are expecting, like, she has massive... Like, the reason why she was so lethargic was because she had a massive infection that was occurring. Oh, my God. And... They said that she has extensive nerve damage, which they expect her to have to then spend the rest of her life in a wheelchair. So, two years they're estimating she spent just on the toilet. They started interviewing neighbors who said that, yes, they remember him being in a relationship with this woman, but said they hadn't seen her in over six years. So... There's a window of, like, I mean, because, okay, if she did the agoraphobic thing, she could have just been milling around the house then for a year or two. But, like, I would say she probably spent the vast majority of that six years in their bathroom, estimated two of which she spent sitting on the toilet. Whoa. Now, they're, they don't know yet if they're going to bring charges up against the boyfriend, because obviously, ne- you know, negligence he let her just sit there but he said like the reason he really didn't think it was a big deal every day would end with him saying you know how about we get you out of here and she would say maybe tomorrow that's his response maybe tomorrow I'll come out of the bathroom (laughs) so but then but then you gotta think about it two years if she sat on that toilet seat long enough for her to grow around the toilet seat to the point that they had to surgically remove it. So So she obviously wasn't getting up to take showers. Oh, no. She obviously wasn't getting up. I mean, obviously bodily functions are still occurring. Yeah. How was she wiping? That's what I want to know. Like, did she actually do the reach all the way in from the front 
through pretty. the back to get like I don't even understand. Like I don't get it. Like it's little things like That's that that I think about when anyway. I hear some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that, especially if you're a girl. Yeah. I mean, guy, it's bad enough, but if you're a girl, I mean, they're a bigger problem. Yeah, she would flush while sitting on. Have you ever done that? That's an odd experience. Odd um, experience. Yeah, no, I, I do that. Yeah, so I mean. She did that, like, for two years. That's the kind of shit I think about. Oh, man. I didn't think about the, no, the shower thing. No showering. Like, how does she wipe? Oh. I, you know, I, obviously this makes me think of Lethal Weapon, as most things do. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> Remember, his legs were numb and stuff. Yeah. Was fictional, but that was after, like, a few hours. Hell, if I get a good, good enough time where I'm, like, kind of into my book and I'm just sitting yeah. there you know I might be done with my business but I'm still <laughs> reading my book because it's a good part of the book like I'll like go to stand up and almost fall over because my legs have fallen asleep yeah. like she did that for like long enough for her body to actually oh. begin to absorb the toilet seat. that's all I'm gonna die in the toilet on that. yeah <laughs> God, that's like fucking nuts yeah crazy crazy all right <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even. Yeah, I can't even begin. I can't even begin. It's just outrageous. I don't even know. Like that's just. (laughs) All right. So let's get back to everything. Um, Coming up in the next block, we're gonna hear another one of Dave's songs. It's gonna be if you can. We'll also hear from Oscar Brent, uh, Flying Saucer Industries, and Gata. Oh yeah, I'm excited about that one. And then. uh, Bert Jared will be the last one we'll hear from that block. So, hope you guys are enjoying the show. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a long one. So, all right. We will uh, talk to you again soon. Oh, man. <laughs> How about that's that, what, like, the lethal weapon there at the end? Like, that's what I'm talking about, where you can hear long walk. Like, even then, yeah. we're, we're, like, still referencing the same shit. Like, this is, I on an earlier episode of Long Walk Short Drink, I said, I was like, <laughs> man, I'm going to totally sound like the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite. Like, if Coach would only put me back in, eight, put me in back in 82. <laughs> and, like, this is proof we are the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite. Like, we're still, like, referencing the same shit and, like talking about the same stuff and yeah oh man so i've learned awesome. over time to to just lean into that or to well lean into it because i i honestly value it it brings me joy and the older i get and the harder it is to find sort of inspiration and joy i'm just like fuck it i'll take it from wherever it comes yep. <laughs> and of course yep. for me it comes from lethal weapon then and now <laughs> oh that's so awesome um <laughs> It's also funny too. So like this is one of the regular segments that I had on WPLMR, which was where I instead of doing mainstream news because I couldn't be topical because I think I was trying to put out an episode every month because it just took so long to make them. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Um, so <clears throat> um I couldn't be topical, so I did this like wacky news. Uh and I I I put this I all of it, it was that just became this unnecessary burden. Like even the news started to become like I started to become really picky about what I would, what was WPLMR worthy to be talked about on the wacky news and just like just just needless burdens, you know. Um, that 
weighed on the creation of the show the the these news articles started to become one of them too just trying to find good enough stuff uh but the intro and outro for this like it's so funny it is almost identical it, it, when i hear it to learning from the internet like to the learning from the internet intro yeah which did uh, you do that i mean you you knew you're referencing a little bit right but you probably oh, yeah. didn't actually listen to the old no i definitely did not listen to it um I knew I was referencing it. I knew I was like, oh, let's do something like the the news. I really like that. I really like that combination of all those sounds at the beginning. You know, like, yeah, uh, there's like a typewriter going and there's like a, um, a, a, a telegraph is going and a, a modem sound goes off in mm -hmm. there, I think. And uh, the, that those like as well, I suppose. But uh, yeah, yeah, at the time, uh, it still made sense. No, but that sound is still ubiquitous with the internet, even when, even though kids don't even know what that sound is. I think it's still, it is an, a sound of the internet people know. Yeah, because what what sound does the internet make? So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, like all it was, it was really funny to just realize how close I had recreated that that intro with the learning from the internet uh, yeah i love it and the, and the little yeah. white noise things are the same so did you still have the f did you just go to the same place to get some of those noises or uh you know, for, i think so the, actually i think i did go to really? the the um the the creative commons uh sound effects there might i might have used some youtube sound effects some stuff in there um it was yeah but it definitely cool. was on my mind when i recreated it yeah so. yeah i love this i love the uh, shout out this was definitely the segment where it started to emerge like the the dynamic a little bit that that people experience now we don't so much yes. do news stories news stories uh, but but that idea of you getting i love how worked up you get <laughs> so oh yeah i'm happy to like get you in that mode nowadays because it's very just it's fun for me <laughs> yeah but i love your like for tacos <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i have a note about that like so the taco scheme it's like don't give away corporate shit don't record your crime how about just don't commit the crime like <laughs> i never say that like how about not steal a bunch of tacos like uh... That's um, funny. You're yeah. in it for the, the logic sometimes, and I'm just like, he gets so worked up about tacos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you go through all that just for fucking tacos. Like, if I'm going to do... And then just to, like, just to get caught because you put it on YouTube, that's just stupid. Yeah. Um, the other one I made note of while we were listening is I was like, in Get It Back from That Bitch News. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I have a note on that, too. Because... Uh, I my note is my ex wife can still go fuck herself. <laughs> can I make that one of the opening quotes? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, she could fuck oh, herself funny. back then. She can fuck herself now. Like she can still go fuck herself. That's oh, fantastic. Man. Yeah, I think so, I was not as open back then about that. Like it, when all my music stuff, like I made that that Dog Days album in the wake of a divorce, a young divorce, yeah. and a short lived marriage, and I didn't have the courage. I guess I was still too ashamed of that to actually own up to it when I talked about 
the album. So even as you were saying saying that, uh, yeah, I didn't bring it up, and I, that was something I learned later too. Just that whole idea of what people actually value and what you're trying to communicate. And I learned more and more that while I was being super honest in some ways, that was like one small omission. But I just learned more and more that. That those things, those vulnerabilities are strengths. And I think the thing, Absolutely. if anything, that, that people like and that I certainly enjoy about what we're doing now is, is just that. It's like it's only vulnerable, you know? I mean, granted, there's a lot of bravado. We like, you know, shout and break balls. But at the heart of it, it's uh, it's you and I being very honest with each other. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I was not surprised. I remembered being... Uh, evasive about that stuff at that time but uh <laughs> it was great that's why it's so great that you own that emotion and where you're just like go fuck yourself yeah like <laughs> and get it back from that bitch news and then you got you know all wound up that's what makes that fun yeah <laughs> oh man that's so and of course hilarious. that's a profoundly gross news story but uh, <laughs> oh man well so a couple technical things too so i commented i chatted about the um Oh yeah. The the heavy metal music really gets to me. So I knew nothing. I didn't even know what gating was. And I was super self-conscious on the talking parts of I smoked back then. Uh the logo for this actually is me with a cigarette in my mouth, a cartoon version of that. And so and I still I still you made heavy, you made that logo, right? I, yeah, I, I I'm so impressed now. I I find that that logo really nicely like sets up that podcast for me or really, I don't know. I, I always loved that logo. Uh, that was one of my, uh, that was another one. Like I used Inkscape, which I still use. I use Inkscape to develop the long walk short drink logo. You know, like nice. I, all of this was in, in that came, that was another one of those free programs. They have these free programs that are because Inkscape is uh, an open source version of adobe illustrator um so i just didn't have the money to buy adobe products and so there were all these free versions and so i taught myself on these like clunkier not clunkier they're very robust um i I actually am starting to look at uh video editing software and there's a really popular free one like they they that scorsese edited wolf of wall street on um it's like light some i forget what it's called huh. uh but it's a video editing software and um that's open source and fr- that one's not open source that one is free to use there's a difference um but there's a couple open source ones as well that i'll probably end up using when uh i think i came up with the idea for my uh woodshop channel all right uh, stuff. uh uh big it, it's either going to be uh Big dude, tiny shop, or fat dude, tiny shop. One of those two things. Probably big dude. I like big dude a lot. Yeah, that's that's probably better. Like the other one's kind of funny, but yeah. you could outgrow it or or come to like be like, yeah, ah, I don't need to hear I that. Mean, when you finally get to see like my <laughs> shop tour, it is teeny tiny. Um. So, but I got I got a camera, uh, like a, a GoPro camera to help. Oh, cool. Stuff like suit. It's not a GoPro. This was a $40 kit. And it's a it it shoots 4K video for 40 bucks. Really? Like whoa. That'll so, be in the I mean, higher definition than this. Yeah. So, <laughs> um 
but I didn't know anything about gating. And so I felt you can hear my breathing a lot in there. And, mm. uh, oh, okay. That's why I played that heavy metal music, but it's so distracting to me now. A lot of that stuff I'll put backtracks on there because it helps hide like the background noise or the ambient noise of the area that you're in, you know? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That's, it was a, yeah. it was a simple cheat. So that for those of you who are amateurs like us, um, one way that you can a, an easy cheat that if you're noticing a hum like an ambient hum because you don't have a studio, you're just recording in a room, or if you're breathing a lot, you're noticing you're breathing a lot inside the um, the recording, and you just can't get that. You don't you don't have the capability to put an audio gate on, which if I misrepresent what this is, Dave, please correct me. But it's basically like uh, you can put that on so it will only record noises that reach a certain loudness. Um, so you if your your breathing is actually kind of quiet compared to your talking. So you're able to gate out all of those noises that occur like that are quieter. Um <laughs> I'm just so, imagining like some kind of reoccurring, though probably seldom occurring segment where suddenly Moto breaks in. It's like, yeah. actually, gating is this. <laughs> and I, I'm sure I'm totally misrepresenting. No, no, it, actually, but that's, that's essentially I think what to it the does, best right? of my yeah, to the best of my knowledge, that is perfect. I just started yeah. to hear that. I was like, how fun would yeah. it be for Moto to give us a little clue? Yeah. Oh no, that would but be that awesome. was very. True. I would love for him to like record a little segment on gating and the importance of that. But one cheat that I discovered was that if you took a piece of music and you bottomed it out so that it was just you could just hear it under the talking it would act as like a fake gate it would uh, it would ah. it would go over that ambient hum i'm really auditory so and i was in my sister's basement so you could hear like normally you could hear people walking above you you could you know all those things that a gate would take out but because I didn't know what the fuck that was, I realized if I just put a backing track in there, it would cover all that stuff really easily. Um, so that's just a little that I guess that would be your one takeaway from this, like one little trick. If it's you're pretty effective, uh, just starting out on podcasting and you, you like me get really hung up on those little noises and you're trying to just give it a little bit more of a professionalism. Just take that one just a song and loop it behind you so that's what this was was a stretch of it was an instrumental out of a metal track and i just looped oh, nice. it for the whole time while we talked in post-production so that wasn't yeah. playing while we were ta actually talking when i mixed it down i put that in as part of the mix down like it was a track in the mix down so so i bet you were taking i bet you were getting some benefit as well from the mp3 export because at the sort of lower resolution there's a lot of that going on i don't know the again we could use a moto like insert here but you know it would include slightly less information so if you're tricking it with this underscore it would probably trigger some of that stuff in the mp3 itself so you're really using like the medium in a, in a pretty smart way and actually for tech tech nerds or i don't know how you think about it um we use google live hangouts or google hangouts to record this um there is some pretty substantial like uh boy compression and gating going on that really help like if we have a guest on and they just have an iphone headset it sort of balances it all out oh, pretty yeah. well and it and for 
like I don't know for for the better part of 2017, like Moto was running really um, high level. He was running a lot of like fancy programs yep. and software and, and utilizing his billion dollar ears to to gate and enrich and all the sounds and stuff. And as this that workload and his his basically producing every podcast like an album <laughs> got to be a bit much. We were like, he said, you know, those Google Hangouts, they kind of do a good job of normalizing everything. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, all right. <laughs> and so more times than not, we just use that and we and so it's a you can you can get away with and a lot with probably the tools been, available. We, we probably what are up to like 10 episodes now at least that we've done just the youtube audio right yeah that sounds and right we, and we haven't heard any i mean from the the small group of listeners that we do hear from uh which again if you we want to hear more um from the small group that we do hear from we haven't heard any like we miss the one thing that we do get comments that we miss is the the technical aspect. We haven't had any comments of "oh, your sound quality is shit." Now we do <laughs> get plenty of people saying that they miss the like Moto's ambiance that he added to the episodes of like the the music and the sound effects and the cut ins and all that stuff. Like I miss that stuff too. Um, but that's some that was some meta shit like that yeah. he was doing for a long time because and I don't think anyone else could do that on the granular level that he did because the the choices he would make sometimes were things he created within LWSD like the theme from Cyborg would represent death yep. but a lot of times he would use music that our friends had created or whatever to like stuff you would have to, I, you it's the most inside underscoring I think could, that yep. could ever wow. exist. But of course uh, it also just, yeah, it added that, that level of, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of like that. I was going to say it helped carry, but we also started to realize too, that, um, when you're listening to conversations, unless you're in a bar or something like that, they're usually not underscored. So, so you can kind of accept it, <laughs> but I suppose we're getting uh, off topic, but some some tips there. I, I yeah, that underscore was kind of fun. Remind me of both uh, some of our old sort of long walk, short drink with the underscore, but also early episodes of Smodcast, Kevin Smith's podcast in two thousand seven. They used to underscore it with with uh, with songs, and then eventually stopped doing that again because of the. <coughs> It's very time consuming <laughs> to pick that music, but I thought you were smart to just use that kind of loop. I you, like you notice it, but then you forget it. I don't know. I kind of like yeah. it. Yeah, I um and and again, like all of those are just little tricks that, and I wasn't actually there, like there are. I know now there's pieces of software that you can get even in GarageBand that you know it comes standard. Like I could have just selected that piece and said loop it for this long and it'll just automatically put it in the track for that long. Uh, I literally just like copied and pasted it. Like I I, I was as anal I did analog editing digitally is is the best way that I could like nice. you know what I, like I kept it I I mean I was it was definitely as amateur as you can get learning this software. And I'm just again, I'm not tuning my own horn. I was just I was happy with what I was able to accomplish with it. Even now, 10 years later, like listening to these sketches, which we missed a sketch. I should have let it play. There's uh, a sketch 
that would have oh, fit so into we'll, that section. We'll start the next one with the sketch. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fine. Uh, so we maybe we give a little preface to it or whatever, but because uh, it kind of centers around the news story, it made sense because it, it. Oh, it, yeah. Um, what? Do you want me but, to fix that in editing, or is that because we? No, have no, no. We'll start. On it, we'll, we'll 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 preface the comments for it because we both know okay. what sketch it is, so we can talk. about I can't it. remember. Yeah, but I I listened just over a week ago, but I'm sure yeah. I'll very quickly catch on. Um, so oh, I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just, but you're, you're doing, uh, you, you do these, these things and you're, you're able to just with a little minimal amount of learning, you could create, you can create this stuff. So if you're, if you, if you do listeners go back and you listen to these other episodes, like, they sound amateurish. They are amateurs. We are amateurs. Uh, but there's, I, I don't know. They still hold up. I still like listen that, that, that to catch a Jedi. Blew, like it blew me away. Cause I got, I forgot all about that, that even existing. And I heard it and I'm just like, this is kind of, this is actually pretty funny. <laughs> like this is a yeah. good idea. Oh, yeah. And like, that was uh, fun. Yeah, it's so weird, subversive. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was listen. I mean, you know, at that time, I was ungracious about the interview, in part for what the excuses I made. But ah, I was having. You were hungover. Stop being saying you saying ungracious. Well, in, in that moment, though, I I was very fortunate, and actually, our friend Sarah Starr helped me, who was working in PR at the time. She sort of acted as my PR person for this that album, and I got a chance to like talk a lot about what i was doing with media outlets not fancy ones certainly but it was uh, that was exciting and since that and i didn't value it as much as perhaps i should have whereas now i still make tons of stuff i I spend an inordinate amount of time and lose a lot of sleep to just make the stuff that you hear me talk about in this podcast uh i guess including this podcast but this podcast is too much fun to almost qualify but whether or not you're getting the chance to sit down and talk about it and feel appreciated by other people, what I have noticed is that the the real the real joy does come in just like you. It's pretty cliche, but it's also super true. It's just making it. Yeah. And then like whether or not you're able to appreciate it in the moment or ten years later or some friend of yours is like, hey, remember this awesome thing you did? And you're like, oh, it's kind of good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's really worth doing, but the thing is, you kind of gotta do it. Which so. and and, <laughs> I, and I'll embody. I I think I embody that one hundred percent because I this is a guilty. I I am guilty of. I enjoyed this these eight episodes of this podcast WPLMR that I made. I enjoyed making them so much. Other than when I edited it into one track. I never listened to them. Like as soon as they went live, they were just out there. I it was like my my fun was done with them at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that makes a lot uh-huh. of sense. I've certainly encountered that with a lot of our other friends who who are. I, I enjoy like the stuff both of my friends and myself have made. I like being reminded of that. Like even as you feel like, oh man, that's like this other person. Whether it's me or other friends or family members and stuff, I listen to, to to these things or watch these things that were once done, and I can relate to it myself. Being like, "Oh man, how did I have 
the courage or the drive to get out there and do that in that moment. What I guess I like to take from it a lot of times is like, that is who I am. That is who I was. That is who I still am and can be. Like that's, this is you too. Like you did that. Like that, that's, that's amazing. That's someone like you can look up to your past self in some ways, like and get strength from that. Uh, maybe that sounds conceited. I don't mean it that way though. Cause I think it's easy to like doubt yourself and look at to other people who achieve things as like, well, that's for them to do. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Yep. So to look back and be like, I, I did that. And it's not to say that you need to do it again, whatever. It's just, um, I don't know. Those are part of why I, why I like to reflect on hashtag LWSD history. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I love that. Like, I like that, 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 that hashtag got started. Uh, cause it's a good way to reference these things that we talk about on the show and can pull into our our feed you know um yeah i'm just so glad that there's a self-referential thing that i didn't personally start so thank you for doing yeah (laughs) no 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 of course of course um so the the next chunks that we're going to hear so we're going to start out with a sketch which the sketch is called lavatory which is supposed Mm. to be like a fake trailer uh, for a movie, a dramatization of the news story we just heard about the woman trapped or not trapped, uh, stuck in a bathroom. Uh, obviously, I am still a 16 year old boy in my I'm still to this day, a 16 year old boy in my head, which meant I was still a 16 year old boy in my head at 27. So potty humor is still like the height of, of humor. <laughs> uh, so we'll hear that sketch. Then we're going to hear a little bit, a segment of us. We talk about video games for some weird reason, which the, like oh. I like my that that's the segment because we had played rock band the night before. <gasps> that's right. I, I do remember that. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I would remember it if it weren't for this conversation. And so for that's another reason to record. Twinkie, <laughs> uh, you're a gamer for other game for any other gamers that yeah. happen to listen to long walk short drink. Like this was, would have been in the height of when those games like rock band had just come out and it was huge. Like the Christmas right before this. Uh, and, and so it was gigantic. Um, uh, so we, we, we talk about that and I try to, I try to do these really ham fisted correlations between being a musician and, and rock band, which are not, uh, they're very laughable. I was, I thought oh, very funny. I, no, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Uh, <clears throat> um, so which, I'll, I'll listen for it, but I didn't feel that way. And I've heard yeah. this a couple times recently. And then, uh, we'll end on another, there will be another really good sketch. Uh, and then that'll be the last sketch. And then how about we come back? We'll do a closure for this episode of Long Walk Short Drink, but we'll actually let the closure of uh, WPLMR finish out the episode. Oh, I like it. I like it. Does that sound good? Perfect. So you'll you'll hear from us one more time. Sketch, segment, sketch of WPLMR. We'll come back after that. We'll wrap it up, and then we can just let the – then we don't have to hang out for the last little bit if we don't if we really don't want to, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's later than we wanted it to be, of course. <laughs> yeah, so awesome, of course. <laughs> like I love there is one thing. So it, like because in the notes I talk about how like oh my god this is gonna be a three hour long episode of WPLMR and it's like <laughs> if we were doing it then like we were like yeah. just listen for those jokes. Fair, uh, yeah, fair warning. This is a long one. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Be sure to give it time to download. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my <laughs> gosh. All ever of, changes. All of those things. <laughs> 10 years ago, we were having that problem. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll co- here it is. We'll start back up with the lavatory. This summer, Palmer Pictures invites you to embark on a journey of love, despair, and a toilet. The story of a woman driven by fear, the man who loves her too much to say no, and the one room that makes it possible for their love to flourish, the bathroom. The story of a six by eight room and the happiness that is possible while inside it. But their love is one that cannot last, as everything they have come to know is taken away from them when the authorities are alerted to their situation. And what brings their house of cards down? A major skin infection. A movie that reunites one of the best screen couples since Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin. Jeff Goldblum as the passionate, albeit negligent boyfriend. You're a fucking drag! And Gina Davis as the woman who would rather become fused to a toilet seat than face the world around her. Be afraid, be very afraid. In a movie that critics are saying is like a car crash between the piano, the notebook, and train spotting. If you have ever loved, or have ever felt compelled to live in a bathroom, be sure to see The Lavatory, December 2008. WPLMR. Wake the fuck up, people. Oh man, Gata, uh, that stuff is great. Oh, <laughs> uh, gonna be stuck in my head for quite some time. Yeah, I, I just love it. All right, um, that's that's the funny thing. Like when I'm picking the music out for uh, Welcome Back, by the way, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, um, when I'm picking the music, like to put to feature on these episodes, like I know that we've only had. Uh, like this is only the third episode of the podcast, but like when I was making the mix CDs even, like, oh, yeah. and I was trying to find stuff that would fit together, like I would be listening to it like all one at a time and I'd be like, there's no way this just sounds like shit. And I've like, especially these three episodes where I've just been like, like I pick obviously like the individual songs cause they sound good, but I'm like, this is going to sound awful when I put all these together and mm. Like, so far, every time, like, when I finally listen to it as a... Because, like, normally what I do is I download the music and then I put, like, just the music, like, without anything of me, like, on my iPod. And mm-hmm. then I'll drive around and I'll just oh, listen, yeah. like, to that playlist, like, mm-hmm. that I'm going to feature on the episode. And, like, it, like, works. And, like, I don't know, like, last night, I remember we got out at uh, Stop and Go and, like, the first thing out of my mouth was I was just, like... Because, <laughs> of course, we were caravanning, which... It's always great when gas is four dollars a gallon. Yeah. But, um, all of us were driving separately, but I remember saying to you, like, this is like, going to be a great set of music. And then today, like, I wanted to cut two of the songs to help with the time, which again, it's, this is going to be a long episode. But, um, like, I couldn't pick two to get rid of because yeah. I liked all of them. So, and I think that's okay because I pay, I pay for the space. I might as well like take advantage of it. And, and if the worst case scenario is somebody has to wait an extra 10 minutes for something to download, like at yeah. least then they have a good solid like hour and a half or hour and 40 minute chunk of, you know, listening to us talk back and forth and uh, <laughs> make thrilling. fun of people like on the news and then great music to go along with it. So I think it works out okay. Um, yeah. So 
last night, like this is a great this is a great topic to talk about because I've been meaning to talk to somebody who is actually a magician. Magician? <laughs> Are you a magician? Do you just pull shit out of your ass? I guess no. Musician. I like that. Jesus, I can't talk. I do have been meaning to talk to a magician. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, to talk to a musician who because last night you played for the first time rock band oh yeah you know um and (laughs) i guess south park has already like they've already parodied like guitar hero to show like how like the kids don't even care about like learning how to play real instruments now when they can just learn like the simple process of hitting buttons at a key time yeah and being able to play like a, a guitar solo like flawlessly like an epic guitar solo and that's not really like the i guess like the well i guess it is kind of like part of what i wanted to talk about but like well, first off, like, did you find, like, being a musician, like, helped, hindered, or had no effect on, like, your ability to play that game last Um, hmm. Well, the first thing that I did was sing, and right. then I, I just sort of sang the song, and then I didn't, I didn't even know until maybe my third t- turn that there was, like, arrows and things that you had to follow. So I just tried to sing it, because you're actually hearing the song, and you're hearing the singer, and right. um, I was just trying to sing it to make it sound good to myself but i right. I, I think i only scored like a 75 percent or something right which is i don't know what that says about me as a singer i don't think it says anything. i would i okay like let me just say that right now like don't take anything that rock band tells you as far as your quality and take that as like canaan like oh i'm an awful singer because i only got 75 percent you know singing nine inch nails on rock band yeah right? but that's probably as well as i can sing nice no no jesus but then so that was like intuitive. You just sing, and then I, I never, I did sit at the drums at once. That was really hard. Yeah, I think actually the the drummer, the drumming, but I wouldn't know because I'm not a drummer. That right. seemed to me the most accurate. Yeah, or like yeah, not only accurate, but like it seems like you could play to the song. Right, and I think. Maybe the guy that was doing it was familiar. Like I felt like Adam had done that. And he oh Jesus! Knew. Yeah, Adam's kind of ridiculous on that. Sarah Starr even can play the drums pretty well. Yeah, like, I don't know how much of that comes from practice. Like, well, with I'm the sure game. it's with anything. Yeah, I'm sure it's with. I don't think it necessarily like he had to be a drummer to be able to play the drums like that on Guitar Hero but or I bet he Rock could Band. Play the drums now, but now. see, and like, and I was there like when they first bought Rock Band, and um, he was not like that that good oh. on them so he's uh-huh. his his like talent in that video game has definitely increased and i would love you know because he said he wants to buy his son a drum set yeah um so <laughs> i that would that be awesome later. but i would like to see him sit down at a drum set and see if he could do that then you know because yeah, he definitely can. like i don't think he even had to really look he just looked at the screen out it of just, habit yeah, you know like he was like already he was doing it so um i would like to see him do that but i i think like it is I think if they would make those get like those types of games like I found at Walmart this is hilarious cuz like um Play School or Mattel or somebody actually put out after the hype of like Guitar Hero had taken off they put out it's a guitar it's maybe like maybe a foot and a half long it's little mm-hmm. but there's actually a button for every position your fingers would be on the first like four or five frets of the guitar so there's like six buttons mm-hmm four or five times in a row like and each one of them has the note that if you were to press that string 
like you would make if you were to strum that string. Oh. And then there was actually real strings on there, and then it, there was like a Guitar Hero type program that would actually teach you like where you would have to put your fingers to make chords and like oh. what strings you would have to strum and like. I'm all about chords. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do chords. <laughs> but uh, like if and if you strummed all the strings, but you're only supposed to strum like you know so many of them, like it would say, okay, try again. And oh like, wow! So like it actually was teaching them how to play the guitar, and I think like I don't know like. Because I know I've tried many a times to pick up a guitar and try to learn how. And, like, I could hit, like, I could play, like, if you were to say, like, play a D chord, I could play a D mm. chord or an A chord. But, like, to say, okay, now go, like, D, A, E in, like, a strumming pattern. Like, oh, yeah. I couldn't do that, like, to save my life. But I can sit there and I can play Guitar Hero or yeah. Rock Band and, like... And you do, you like, you feel like a rock god. Like, if you get, like, a 90% and, like, you're just like, yes, you know, like, yeah. and you're playing a difficulty that's harder, I can definitely see the reward to that. But I don't know. It's, I found it like playing, like, Duck Hunter or this kind of, yeah. It's just like I was watching for the things like skeet shooting on a video game and hitting the thing. So it was hard for me to, because I was watching the other people and they're just kind of rocking out and, right, and, and moving fun, around. And I'm like, just staring intently at the thing, right. trying not to fuck up their song. Do you think that would um, would change though as you got more comfortable with like the like the way that you would I play think, the game? Yeah, because I did start to um, I started to catch on a little bit and I right. started to see how knowing the song is also or could be important. It makes it easier to kind of anticipate. I don't know. It's a right. It's a very it's its own beast. It seems like. Was there and this was this is my last question regarding the the rock band, um, but was there any point where you were just like, this is fucking ridiculous? Like I would much <laughs> rather just go like perform an actual like I know how to play the guitar, and I know how to sing like, and I like, why not like just put this kind of effort into just like <laughs> learning how to actually perform a song on your own? Oh like, yeah. Like, um, did that ever run through your mind at any point in time? Like, Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But, I mean, I do all that, and that's not all it's... I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it's a ton, right. ton of work, and it's not always very rewarding. And um, I, Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think if people enjoy it, that, that then that's fine. It does seem strange <laughs> yeah. that it's, like, the way that it's set up. Like, the drum part makes sense, but right. the way the rest of it is just... Uh, yeah, I always said it was like Dance Dance Revolution, but you just use your fingers instead of like having to actually move around. Maybe if it were like we, like I, I, part of the problem is I don't like video games very much as a way to like spend my time. Right. But like I played that Wii, right? Nintendo Wii. And oh, I love Wii. that. Was yeah. yeah, that was very interesting because yeah. in fact I was sore the next day from bowling. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you yeah, because you feel like that little controller only weighs like what, like. 10 ounces but yeah. it's still like you know yeah, from doing it constantly that's and i love the wee ball i hate bowling in real life like yeah. bowling in real life is the fucking bane of my existence <laughs> but i will wee bowl forever like i love to wee bowl like that's good shit i would say if they could make a rock band for wee that would be awesome because then they have could... Guitar Hero for Rock Band, oh, but it's do? still like or... Guitar Hero. Like, it, I mean, for, it's still the same for way. Wii, you mean? Yeah, that's oh. what I meant. Like, yeah, if it could be like air guitar or something, or air drums, I mean, well, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, they are making like a Wii Orchestra, I heard, 
where you actually you conduct? You, yeah, you conduct. Oh, you have an orchestra. <laughs> And you actually conduct with oh, the Wii remote, so like you're fun. doing stuff, and you can write music in it with the orchestra, wow. and like doing all the stuff. So, um, yeah, I, that I can't wait for. Yeah. So that's gonna be awesome. Well, I think the Mattel thing is good too, if you can kind of teach. Absolutely, how absolutely. If you can get kids neat. in there, like that's that's awesome. So yeah, awesome, spectacular. Man, that's awesome. That's the only reason I play video games. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm in complete goddamn control. <laughs> this is happening to me. What's going to happen to you? <laughs> I bet your wife's going to butt fuck somebody someday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even let The Fist Foot Way, everybody. Go see that movie when it comes out. It looks brilliant. <laughs> Bust ass should be in every movie, I'm pretty sure. Damn uh, right. One to watch. Yep. Larry, that one's for you <laughs> too, was. buddy. <laughs> All right. So let's get this rolling again. Um, that's awesome. So we got um, keys to my shit. Keys to my shit, man. We already heard that. Uh, we got a new, another one from Dave's album coming up. Uh, second hand. It's a really good one. Um, after that we got Lewis Ling and the Bombs. We got Richie Reinhold, um, Galileo, Gemex, and that's it. So. Without further ado, let's get this rolling. Hello and welcome back to Walkin's Bedtime Story Hour. Here's your host, the definition of sweet dreams, Mr. Christopher Walken. Hello, little man. Boy, I shared a lot about you. When we left Goldilocks, she was being a bad girl. She was trying to avoid the pesky wolf. She'd already had the late night rendezvous with the seven dwarves and got sidetracked when she went to the gingerbread house to kick some old lady into the oven. Whoa! See, kids, the old lady was talking to Goldie all wrong. Wrong tone. She'd do it again. Goldie stabbed her in the face with a hot soldering iron. The old lady wants to know where Goldie went. She getting angry. Asking the same question a second time. She says, where did they go? I told her, you get gold in a vendetta kind of mood. You tell the angels in heaven you never see evil so singularly personified. As you did in the face of the woman who killed you. Girl, little girl, Goldie. Angels. I played an angel once. An angel killed firstborns while the mamas watch. I've turned cities into salt. I even, when I feel like it, rip the souls of the little girls. And the only thing you can count on from now until kingdom come is never understanding why. Thank you for joining Walken's Bedtime Story Hour. Shut up! Be sure to join us tomorrow for Al Pacino's Down Home Cooking. Because you got a great you got your head all the way up it! <laughs> Ferocious, are I? I don't know what it is. When I think of asses, a woman's ass, something just comes over me. <laughs> WPLMR. Creepy. Wow. So good. So many questions. <laughs> I need to know, like... 
how did you decide what the sketches would be? So, like, uh, you obviously you were so good of you to write in my four impressions <laughs> that I did. That's but, like, why. How closely like, did you script those? Um, I I'm pretty sure I tried to have a script for the bedtime story you were supposed to read as walking and. Um, it was really difficult. And so you ended up ad-libbing all of that. Like you took tidbits of what uh, I had and then I like kind of tried to piece together a couple takes that we had done. And uh, that one was really tough. Uh, <laughs> the Yoda one, I was like, can you do a Yoda impression? And you were like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have you do Yoda. Um, it wasn't really... It wasn't like picking which sketch, which sketches to to pick from. It was, I really had a structure to the show, so that it was like a song to open up the show right off the bat, before you even heard my voice, and then I would intro, and then there would be a block. There was four blocks, and later episodes it got less because it got harder to make the scripts or to make the the sketches. Um, I solicited even, I wanted people to submit sketches cause it would like, cause then I could just make them, you know? Uh, but it really yeah. started to get a lot of pressure to think of four sketches for every episode too. So there's always a Zedco, um, because Zedco was the informal, um, I, I attributed Zed code. They were like the Monty Python, like Monty Python's flying circus, right? Like that, like Monty Python was the fake person that was promoting the show that became Monty Python's flying circus. And so yeah, Zedco was like the fake company that sponsored WPLMR, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a matter of like having to, that. I had a plethora of sketches. To, like, how do I narrow this down? Um, it was just driven by, I need a sketch. Cause it was like, okay, so a, a block would be a song, song, sketch song song like there would be some kind of wplm or bumper like a radio show you know like you can't hear yeah. two songs on a radio without knowing what station you're on right and so right um yeah. i would want that to be in there and so then a way that we could bump it up was maybe do a sketch in there in the middle and so um they were sketches they were like what what impersonations can you do so let's write them around that uh, what if Walken told, and then it was just like, just ideas. Like what if Walken told bedtime stories? What if Yoda was a pedophile? Uh, <laughs> what would it, what would it take to be able to masturbate in public? You know, yeah, like, and some of these things were, were things like, like ideas that just like blurb into my crazy, sick, twisted head, uh, which the distracting. Um, so we're going to, I, I, I miscalculated. We were chatting about this when we uh, were listening to that last section. I miscalculated, and there's more to this than there's a couple more bumps, but we're still going to like talk it out. So this will be the last long walk, short drink bit. And then the last, there's I think 20, uh, the seven, 25 minutes left of the WPLMR that'll play out after we're done uh, with this. So. Some you'll really hear good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear in that uh, some of the best stuff of the show. So the the distractinator is in there, uh, which so Zedco. I, I talked about this on an earlier long walk short drink episode, but uh, Zedco was the sponsor where it was like 
I was obsessed with zombies in this era of my life. And so Z, that's what the Z for Zedco, because, um, you know, British says Zed for for Z. And so, uh, and then the Co is like Ronco, like Ron Popeil's company, who was like the king of infomercials, you know? And I loved those infomercials. So I envisioned all of these products were things that would be sold late night, like in the, you know, in an infomercial. And so um, uh, the distractinator was, is, it was like, to me, it was like the height of my comedic presence that I could, like creativity, that I could come up with something like this. And it was uh, a, a wind-up dog that you set on fire that would distract people so you could masturbate in public. Uh, and not just masturbate in public, though, because it's the distractinator, not the masturbator. Uh <laughs> It's also so that you could uh, public urination and defecation, uh, public showering, um, <laughs> all of those things that you could use the distractionator for. And I kind of play the distressed citizen who first catches Dave <laughs> masturbating and then in the same voice says like when the distractionator is being used because it's supposed to be like an infomercial. And so it's like it plays out like a stupid infomercial. Uh, but I love when I come back where I where I'm like, oh my gosh, I swear somebody could be masturbating right now, but I wouldn't even know it because there's a puppy on fire. Like I say that line like eight times, like there's a puppy on fire, because uh, that's what the distractionator is. So, um, but yeah, you'll hear that. You'll hear a live, a uh, live. This is gonna be the first time your music has been. Like a full yeah, song on of the yours show. on Long Walk Short Drink, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not uh, you know it's not a great performance, and it's not a song that most people seize upon. Uh, well, well, I, here's the thing. Yeah. So I'm listening to a lot of uh, performances from this time, and I, I, you know, I did it pretty heavily for ten years and got progressively better. And you hear about a lot of things like that. It takes about ten years to get good at something. So I'm in like year three at this point, but. One thing that I was doing a lot at that time that I probably still would do, but quite, it was like this mixture between me playing an acoustic guitar and this song that you'll hear is kind of appropriate to that vibe up until the last like 15 to 30 seconds where I just sing like I'm in a rock band. And in this case, I'm overmodulating the mic, I'm hungover as fuck. And, but, but like that was the part that, everything was building towards for me. And so I didn't have the presence of mind. I've been hearing all these tapes from that time as I'm working on the special expanded thing. And I so often reference you in the audience and I just can't thank you enough for coming to so many of those. I just, again, I don't think at that time I appreciated how much effort it took to be at that kind of stuff. So I keep hearing myself in these performances being like, ah, Palmer. And I hope I appreciated it appropriately at you the time, but I feel like I probably it. yes, you definitely did. It I was, never felt was... like I never felt like it was a burden for me to like. Oh, I'm going to go to these shows, and Dave's not even going to know I'm there. I all you, I mean, just that you always acknowledged me when you were like, "Hey, Palmer," you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, it's so much so that you could even do that. Like, I definitely felt appreciated for coming. Of course, of course, oh, it always yeah, it always meant a lot to me. So. Anyway, so that's it's not the best representation of my music, but I always wondered for ten years. I've wondered because I th- I feel like on the day you gave me a number from the CD, like play track blank, 
And I always, I was like, wow, that's a, nobody ever talks about that song. I was like, I wonder if he gave me the wrong number. Is that the song? Do you remember if that's the one you wanted me to play? Well, I was embarrassed because I did not know the names to your songs that I had gone to that many shows and I couldn't be like, oh, I want this song. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's okay. But I, I, because I I make the line in there, like, if you know me, like, you know, I'm bad at with names. And there's even, I, I mean, other than like the singles that make it of my favorite CDs, there are songs that I love on those CDs that if they weren't singles, that either they sing the song, the name of the song in the song somewhere for you to pull it out, or it was a single that blew up and you know the song just because that's what it's called. Um, Like Elderly Woman's a great example of that. I didn't know that's what the name of that song was oh, or, yeah. or, or like, like Plush, a, a long you know, like Plush is a great yeah. example. Like I didn't know that's what the name of that song was. And uh, so it, that it was embarrassing, but this was, and I think it's that ramp up at the end is one of the reasons why I like this song so much. Oh, um, good. <laughs> so, Good. Uh, no, it definitely was the song that I wanted. I, I know I remember being embarrassed that I hadn't prepared enough to like pick the songs out. Part of it was I thought you were going to have an idea of these are the songs that I want to represent my album with on your show. That would make sense. <laughs> and I yeah. so I thought that that so I thought that first off, and then um, I. And because of that, I didn't go through. And so then I was embarrassed. I might have hastily picked it, but it is definitely one of the, my favorite songs off of that album, for sure. Oh, that's cool. I mean, either way, like I, I that all would have made so much sense to me. Even then, I was like, boy, that seems like a mistake. And then listening in the year since, I was like, well, I wonder, I want, like that song you know that is one of those songs that really came from being like a divorced dude trying to figure out what next <laughs> um, yeah so it was like i could see that resonating uh well, and, i mean it and around that too i i give my homework assignment which i can't remember if i did that for every episode but i was in oh, this yeah. like like you can hear I, I, now i'm not so i'm not as um I try not to be as arrogant as like calling it a homework assignment. That of course is an homage to fight club. But <gasps> really? I, I, I didn't know. That. I'm yeah. so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then, then uh, but it, it is like, I try to just get in part without mansplaining most of the time. Uh, I, I, I really do try to impart my, I want people to learn from my mistakes. Right. And this period of my life was where I was really trying to grow from the person who I thought my wife had divorced. And and then since then I have realized like I wasn't that person that she claimed that I was, but in this period I was really worried I was that person. And so I was really trying to grow beyond that. And, uh, um, so those homework assignments were really like, you know, like when I, when I break down and I talk about uh, the importance of a support group, if you're trying to quit a habit, you know, with smoking or um, I, I have heard the feedback I have had, I have heard from long walk, short drink um, as far as like m- my presence on the show is uh, I have heard that people like it when I, uh, really am just honest and like get, try to give advice, impart advice and I can hear the roots of that philosophy in 
the homework assignment. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's amazing that 10 years ago, we, we really were laying the groundwork, I think, for this show, unbeknownst to us, even unbeknownst to us once we started this show. Yeah. You know, it took yeah. 42 episodes for us to reflect on this one thing that happened 10 years ago to be like, holy shit, like, listen to that. It's there, you know, like, yeah, this definitely feels just- like a long walk, short drink episode. You know what I, I mean? know it does. Uh, it's funny. So- and you, you suggested earlier that it might just have it ro- its roots in something that happened almost 10 years prior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> recorded, yeah. which is fun for me, of course. Absolutely. Um, well, I know we don't want to belabor too many things there was a, so i wanted to give a little disclaimer about the song a fun thing about that song though when one once it is available through the uh reissue is that even in the reissue it will be barely changed from when moto produced it in i think he did that in probably 2005 uh he was on fire at that time and i remember like i had I played my guitar part. I sang the song. I was working nights at at a factory. And he eventually, even for a short time, did the same thing. Same factory, work nights. But at this time, he wasn't. So while I was gone overnight, he produced that entire track. And that's the only one I think... Oh, no, that... That's the only one, though, that I've never done any other version of because I couldn't imagine it coming out better than he just delivered it to me. Yeah. I remember he, he did it on February 14th, like 2000. I'm going to say five. I think it's five. I remember it was Valentine's Day because it, it was like a significant day. And he, he just did it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's so cool. Like, the production awesome. of that song is yeah. wicked. You don't hear any of that here. But, of course, Moto was always in the mix, as it were. That's awesome. as it is, as it shall be. That's, um, it's so awesome. It, it, the last note that I had on my notes from listening to this, be, and we'll sign off with this, is uh, I love, there's a point where it's like, and this is the self-congratulatory section of the show. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, we, even then we realized how fucking full of ourselves we were. It just like, oh, uh, it's so awesome. We already that, had like 10 years of kind of making stuff that centered yeah. around... Um, just like putting into some form the uh the experience of uh us hanging out with our friends, which actually just you know not to get into the whole thing, and I promise not to truly get into it. But days before yesterday, when we're recording this, Kevin Smith, who comes up often on the show, had he very nearly died of a heart attack on that yep. same night, or maybe that was two days ago. I, I can't remember now, but. On that same night, the show that he's on once a week on AMC called Comic Book Man, in the episode of that show, someone, there's these group of guys in Scotland that made a movie out, a, a dramatization of the making of Clerks, his his uh, breakout, you know, oh. independent film from 1994. I kind of heard about this movie, but I didn't know if it really came to anything. And in the episode... He watches his life dramatized, and the movie is in this grainy black and white, like Clerks. But it it is what you can find so much about what has happened in, in his life and surrounding the making of that movie from all the media that's available. So it is really something to see him like reflect on that, like him watch his life dramatized. Right. And uh, and he said in the in. And he, you know, cried a bunch, <laughs> but he was talking about, it's like in that movie clerks, he basically wanted to make a, 
into a movie the experience of being and hanging out with the his friends from that time and then he made a movie with his friends and uh, I discovered him at a time when I was starting to do that and then by the time we were doing Palmer's picks that came up a lot and but I loved what he said now about his experience then was like he wanted I never heard him say that and all the many many interviews and all the times I've heard that man speak I never heard him say that clerks was really his attempt to make a movie that communicated to others what it felt like to hang out with his friends. Yeah. Um, and that, that I feel like is what we've been in the things that we have documented and perhaps realized most effectively in this podcast where people can truly hang out with us <laughs> as we hang out with each other. Um, yeah. So we, so it is all very self self referential, certainly. Um, but I, I guess the thing that I wanted to go out on other than to say, Oh my God, would I be on board for if Palmer's pictures was a real thing? <laughs> oh, Palmer's pictures. Yeah. Man. Such great copy. Like in that, like your description of that movie, it, like it painted a picture, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, whose voices you did both of. Oh my God. I love that bowling is the bane of your existence came up. That's yeah. one of my favorite things you've yeah. ever said. Oh. Um, I, I will just, oh yeah. So I was working to an actual point, but the other only off topic one is uh, in the bedtime stories with uh, Walken, I recognized, because that was like why I wondered, did he write this? Because what I was doing was I was combining key lines and deliveries from True Romance, Joe Dirt, and The Prophecy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, did Palmer put all that together in the way that I would have wanted to in my own mind? But it sounds like you did a lot of editing to sort of make work whatever I said. It, I remember <laughs> that recording that sketch specifically. Whatever I had written was really tough for you to try to get out as walk-in. Ah, uh, um, yes. Very limited. So, yeah. <laughs> and so um, it, it ended up coming down where you were like, I'm just going to, you kind of just jumbled some stuff together that I had coupled with probably a lot of those lines that you already knew. And uh, I was, I just cobbled it together. Uh, you can hear some of the rough cuts in it, like where I would take oh, different, yeah. you know. Actually, there's some outtakes at the very end of the show, uh, yeah, which was yeah. very fun. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, you did a great uh, is, job putting that together. Uh, it the whole epi the that whole run those all eight of those episodes I'm so very very proud of, and I'm so very grateful that you took the time to really push for this because it was very rewarding. Uh, definitely. Oh, good. Yeah, definitely. Everyone should tune into. Uh, um, if, if you're enjoying what you're hearing here, there's this kind of dynamic with other guests, but of course all the, and Palmer really did pick some, some really f great music mixes is the 18 song selection. Is that to do a little bit with what would fit on a CD? Where'd you come uh, with 18? Oh no, just because of the structure. I, I wanted a, a symmetrical show. So beginning and ending with a song that's two songs so that takes it down to 16 and then i wanted four rock blocks of four songs each so that's 16 oh, songs oh okay plus the beginning and ending With is 18 yes okay okay math yeah <laughs> um but but so yeah so what was i i was trying to wrap it up sorry and then it didn't happen oh i hopefully yeah i don't remember where i was going but i my last remaining notes were <laughs> was with the uh 
uh, with, with the sketch and with a lot of my impressions, my hangover was really helping me out. <laughs> like with the gravel, oh, the yeah. leanness yeah. of my voice. That's not normally there in a way that I think maybe didn't help me out in the performance, but I'll take the one over the other. <laughs> um, yeah, I, oh man. And is there anything you wanted to say uh, about the distract editor before we hear it, before I give my last real sign off s- sentence? Uh, this is no. your favorite sketch, right? Oh, I it's, I do want to say one thing w- about it because I did. Or I have a question first. Did I choose this accent for myself, or did you I think? I believe it? you did. I believe I, you. Cho- I, that that sounds right. Yeah. So because I think it was, it just- was <laughs> odd at the time when you picked that. So, um, uh, this is oh man, this is so much well, I, history to try to I get into. To, so. I sort of need to know this though, because it's so, so. I mean, when people hear it, it's like a bad, uh, a bad Latino. It's not bad. Probably it is bad. It's definitely probably offensive. <laughs> it's. I think any time now in this day and age, and our uh, our ages, any time a white person or any person tries to mimic another. I always see it as coming from from our perspective. It's from a very innocent place because we did not have there was not a, 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 a trove of ethnicity of people of ethnic backgrounds to come in and play this sketch. Right. And if it's just two white dudes constantly just being two white dudes, that's just not that I'm getting no variety. Then I can only write sketches about two white dudes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was so. The, here's the, this is probably this might be getting in the, starting a whole bunch of a whole bigger conversation. But part of like part of the reason why that was so shocking that you picked that for me was that. <laughs> so, oh, I said her name. You got to beep that oh, out. That, that's okay. Shit, yeah. it's good. We're so private. One of the reasons. Oh, that's right. We are private. So one of the reasons why uh, the mixed CDs will never see the light of day is because of my co-host Jerome on that show on those mix CDs and Jerome was a co-host that I wanted to have, but I did not know an African-American male that would, that knew about Ritman that I could play off of all my inside <laughs> jokes. <laughs> uh, a lot of qualifiers there. So I played him and modulated my voice and tried really not to be again. It's that say it's like, it's very uh, you at the time you think it's coming from a very innocent place but now 10 years later or 10 plus years later I listen to those and I'm just like oh my gosh if this came out like I would be so mortified if people heard about this and so and I had and in in amidst me putting out those CDs I had heard that the bride who is very who at that point in time was where I am now consciously, uh, socially conscious, right? And I had heard that she had been offended by those, by by Jerome. And I was like, oh, I hadn't even thought of it from that perspective at all. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't even think of that. That's not anywhere near the, like, that's not the direction at all that I was coming from. And I was, re- and, and I had realized like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. It was a great lesson for, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. Um, they can be, they can still be misunderstood. Right. And, uh, and so then, uh, you, cause you, uh, 
were dating the bride at the time. You mentioned my girlfriend in there, and you guys weren't even married yet. And I was like, oh, oh. and I have this sketch, and you're like, oh yeah, oh, I can yeah. do a voice for that sketch. And then you came right out with this like totally ethnic claim. <laughs> just so shows funny. how much i had to learn i, I yeah. remember that too and like i i i think i recognize that as she pointed it out but she's also pretty good about that thing too where it's like it's not like if you don't know better it's only until you know better right and so that was like that was a a lesson to where you're like oh i had never considered it from that place before and then you grew from that so in any event like I probably should have known better. I definitely, I don't think I did it where it's like, I don't care. <laughs> right. I think, I think in, I don't want to say in my defense, but I, I think what I was going for was just something that sounded drastically different from me, but exactly. it definitely was wrong. Of and, me and, that's, too. and that was the point <laughs> of that any of the way. accents or any of the, any of those different things that I tried. I was one dude in a basement, you know, like again, yeah. yeah. Like when I heard that, uh, that uh, what I was doing with Jerome was potential, like was not, not potentially was offensive in my head. I was like, but if I knew a black guy who knew who would get these jokes and come down to my sister's basement and record this with me, I would have him over in a second. Like I would, I would much rather do that. You know what I mean? Like then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I so, think the way that you adapt, you, I think you also wisely and very astutely adapted that um, that extreme sort of m- voice modulation by introducing like a zombie character on WPLMR yeah. from the first episode. That and yeah. I thought that was a great idea. And actually, like that was stronger. Like it was yeah. it was more creative and all of that. It's like it did a great job. I think throughout of of being like, oh, okay, here's yeah, yeah. You just sort of a- a- adapt, and uh, I thought that you did that really really well i said yeah i don't mean to say that in a way that seems like i hate that too it's like that thing when people say they're proud of you but oh, yeah. if they're not your parents like i i think it's yeah. pretty rare that people say that and don't mean anything but the very best <laughs> you know what right, i mean right, right, right but if right. they're not your parents sometimes it can come off weird yeah so i usually give people the benefit of benefit of doubt when they say that but when i say it i'm like oh fuck yeah <laughs> I know what I just said. so i just said it <laughs> in any no. event uh i i am very fuck it i am very proud of the fact that i knew a guy who was podcasting in 2008 that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> and, well uh, i mean I was, and it was just new and it was something that i i saw i was like i could do that you know what i mean and so and it helped create that whole idea of the internet is awesome and that you can learn how to do anything with it. Like podcasting was that one thing that I taught myself how to do using the internet. You know what I mean? And like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It, like the first thing that like from learning how to use audacity and you learning how to use Inkscape to make the logo and learning how to find a, um, somebody that would host the media and post your RSS feed to iTunes. So the iTunes could pick up the thing and then having to like learning about bandwidth and, and uh, downloads and all that stuff on how, how you get charged for those kind of things. And um, all of it was just this giant learning experience. I mean, I spent, I probably spent a good three months just researching all of that part and getting ready before I even recorded. 
And then I started posting episodes almost instantaneously, uh, which was a, a lesson that I learned when we started this. Like, let's wait until we have a bank before we start putting stuff out. Let's make sure we get past that eight episode hump, you know, uh, that that I can remember, actually. The last piece of advice from that. uh that's that information session at that conference that I learned about podcasting. I can remember the last piece of advice that the guy gave about podcasting because he had like the whole shtick of his presentation was like these bullet, these numbered rules of podcasting and the last one. And I can't even remember how many rules there are, but I can remember the last one was don't become a pod fader. Like that's what he said. <laughs> and he meant like, like don't, don't like keep up your momentum and don't like put out five episodes and then just fade away and be done. You know, like be intentional and try to get something that you're going to stick with and keep it going. And I could see even then, like back then, like he, because it was so new, it, he, it was almost like he was imparting this worry of if we're not careful, like this could just become another internet fad that just goes away, you know? And thankfully it didn't. I mean, he, we've kind of mentioned, you mentioned earlier, like all the major heavy hitters and now it's just very, it is so common to like hear. Now I say, I tell people I have a podcast now like this one. <laughs> uh, and people are like, oh, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'll right. check that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah. In, in 2008, like, oh, I remember I, I I went to one of your shows at Musica and uh, a Ritmanite was there. And I saw them at the, in the smoking section. This would have been somebody from one of Moto's bands earlier. Oh, bands. OK, I'm sorting uh, this out. Yeah. It's uh, a small pool of people. <laughs> small pool of people, uh, which it's is also celebrating was. anniversaries. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was back in the in the little smoking alleyway that they had behind the stage, like or right outside the bar there. And he comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, I heard that. Are you hosting a radio show now?" And like, oh. and like, I was like, "No, it's a podcast." And I had to explain what a podcast was, and like. <laughs> It was really cool. Like to like they were like, Oh man, that sounds awesome. And now you tell people and they're like, Yeah, I know what that is. That's stupid. You know, like <laughs> so uh, those people are wrong. They are wrong. I have one more like I uh, have like a little like thing to go out on. So that idea or, or I just want to kind of wrap up with, you know, that in two thousand when we first started this podcast and before I always knew that you and I talking would be enough from because I listen to so many podcasts. All you yeah. can ask for is to feel like you're getting a window in to something authentic. And um, and we're always just sort of talking about our lives <laughs> and, and, and how we feel about things and being very honest and and hopefully very I've, I've, I have noticed and like try I, every once in a while. Cause I feel like, Oh man, this, this works. And I've had to evaluate so many things of what I do and whether or not it, what works. And some of that's coming from outside feedback. And, um, anyway, well, I don't want to get too much into tooting the own horn, our own horn <laughs> as I guess this we'll is get the into in the final. Yeah. This is the self-congratulatory show. 2018 portion. <laughs> We're, portion we'll go show, out yeah. on the 2008 self-congratulatory portion. But I, 
Well, yeah, so I'll, I'll abandon that. No, no, that please, line. please, toot well, our horn. I love tooting well, our horn. Well, I, 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 um, I, I just have learned. back, Dave. I guess, yeah. They're like, we love it when they say, like, are we, we are good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're good. No, you're good. Well, I do think that, that that's important. And one of the things that uh, I realized I value about this show is, is that, you know, I talked on previous episodes or I have talked about that thing of witnessing my dad in the company of his old friends and remembering who he was in their eyes. Right. And, uh, and I think that's like a nice thing that we can. And and the thing was that like, they don't spend much time together, but if they did, he would be reminded of that every week. And I think that's, or, or whenever that, that however, however often they're together. And I think, especially as you get older and more isolated and the internet can kind of both connect and isolate people, ironically. And, um, that's one of the nice things for me about this this conversation that we're able to have is that I am able to be reminded who I am and and your eyes and that reminds me of like who I can be because it's who I who I have been. And right. It feels like a virtual beer that you have or several that you have with your buddy <laughs> when you can. But the 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 environment that's fostered is one of such like support that I, hopefully it does like kind of i don't know I, I guess what i'm coming back to is like the very first episode you were you were talking about i think you were talking about wplmr and talking about how you wish you still had that kind of self-confidence and i yeah. and, and my offhanded comment was like we'll get you back there and uh i don't know necessarily if we if we have or whatever what what that means but i i guess i'm reminded of that thing that i said before of of what I like about revisiting these things that I have made and that my friends have made, because sometimes I look at the person, whether it's me, I mean, I'm usually looking at me and being like, fuck, like I think about that 10 years ago when I was putting out that, that solo album and, and the things that I was saying then and and revisiting now to kind of, um, lay a little bit more bare than I did then, you know, like, include more things in interviews then than I would have let out at the time. Cause I've known, I realize now that that, that honesty is, is more important, but yeah, that whole thing that like, I look at that guy, I'm like, how did I have the confidence to do that then? And it's like, who cares about how it's like, that's me. You know, like yeah. I did that. You did that 10, 10 years ago. That's pretty cool. So like this idea yeah. of being our own inspiration, whether or not it is to be like, Oh, I, like to look at yourself from the past and realize that don't forget like who you are and what you're capable of. But also there's that, that flip side of being able to grow, like looking at the past and be like, ah, I didn't do that so great. And I'm now I, that I see myself do it from this lens or this distance, you know, uh, that hopefully I can do it a little bit better. So it's like that idea of being the inspiration to be, either the person that you were and know you could be or the person that you're not quite yet, but know you want to be. I don't know. So that's something I've been thinking a lot about with these anniversaries. And I wanted to say out loud before we Thanks, <laughs> roll man. out on that, the past. That definitely, I, I, that definitely, I'm going to quote you from an earlier episode of long, long, short drink too. That I think you did something there. Like that definitely like, uh, makes sense. And I think that that, it is important. I mean, we have we have we have said it jokingly, but I think it's really true. Like, if even if it was just us, I think we would still make this show, right? Like, 
Yeah. Because we yeah. get something from it. So I really um, think of this as as a as a kind of way to be held accountable to facilitate our friendship. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. And, and so and bits or whatever else aside, that's the core of it for me. Yeah. And and I think that's great. And um yeah. I I, I like that. I like that we can find inspiration in ourselves because that was us. And so if we're if we've lost that, it's okay to go back to that, to 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 look to those things to try to find it. I I appreciate yeah. that a lot. So good. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's not someone else. That's not some celebrity. Like we're like, yeah. hey, I did the thing and it was pretty good. No, yeah, like I made myself <laughs> laugh, and I do that a lot, anyways. I guess, but like the, the, some of those some of those bits just caught me off guard listening to it because it was ten years ago and I had forgot about them. Uh, they caught me off guard and like made me laugh really made me laugh so uh, it made me laugh too <laughs> hopefully yeah. they make hopefully they make our listeners laugh so i hope so um, yeah i think so this this last bit features one of your favorite bits from back then and uh i've yeah i've enjoyed every <laughs> every yeah. one of these like little sketches and even conversations even the gross thing i was i was i was enjoying hearing you like think of the you know your unique perspective. I'm like, how would you fucking wipe, and how would what yeah. kind of problems does that cause? It's like, <laughs> it's a very how unique would you wipe perspective. Like, that, yeah. that, like, what do you like? You I just think, don't like wipe, you said, like, you just don't, don't wipe. Oh man, I hope that's not true. <laughs> Two years of no wiping. Could you imagine? I mean, the front she could get no problem. I bet, but like <laughs> no. the back, there had to have been just like stalagmites. No, stalactites. Oh, stalactites grab tight. Yeah, you got to hang on <laughs> tight. I learned, yep, I learned that from Tenacious D. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, stalactites of shit just hanging from her oh, no. like, butt, you know, like. Why? And no, no, cl- not cleaned and just like, oh, oh, who? I mean, if you're going to pick a room to live in for two years straight. <laughs> I you know what honestly though I would pick the bathroom because oh, I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna make boom boom like in the in living the room or yeah no <laughs> well no. We, you want to make boom boom in the bed but you know you yeah. don't want to avoid your bowels <laughs> no God no um, see this right. is where you realize it's the same ten it years exactly passed and same, it's the yeah. same dynamic <laughs> so um, we can only hope the same can be said for the next ten years <laughs> absolutely. Um, remember you can reach out to us at lwsdpod at gmail.com or at lwsdpod on Twitter. Be sure to join us, uh, search for us, long walk, short drink in YouTube, click the bell, subscribe. The bell gets you notifications every time we go live to record our live stream recordings, which end up becoming our episodes where you can interact with us live and in person. Uh, the subscription gets us to that hundred so we can simplify that process of getting other people there by saying www.youtube.com slash LWSD. So if we can get that hundred subscribers, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> subscribe at your favorite places, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music. Be sure to leave us a review on all of those. The more reviews we get, the more people get to hear all this awesomeness. You can um, find um, you can find the full uh, WPLMR run unfolding throughout 2018 at uh, including all the music and whatnot at mixcloud.com slash dol records and uh, be sure to visit our sponsor um, 
audibletrial.com slash LWSD to, uh, to start your free Audible trial and get your token for your free audiobook. You can pick one of these awesome books Dave talked about earlier on podcasting or any of the other great books we've talked about on Long Long Short Drink. I am Palmer. I am Dave. And we are signing off. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're signing off in 2018. Keep listening because there's <laughs> like plenty back in 2008 to finish up with. So probably another Gold. half hour's worth. So Palmer's favorite WPMR sketch and the self-congratulatory yeah. slash discussion about music from t- 2008. Thanks Absolutely. for listening. Yeah. Thanks a lot, everyone. Awesome. Welcome back. And uh, shit, that's three very large blocks down. A huge amount of time now. I don't even know how much time up to this point. We will keep this one really short, you guys, and get back to the music real quick so we can get you out of here. Appreciate you listening. Um, Again, visit uh, WPLMR.com. Take a look at my show notes. There's links to all the artists that you've uh, heard today and that we're still going to hear. Visit... uh, davidallman.net www.davidallman.net um so that you can get links to all the dave stuff and where you can get a copy of his album um you can find him on myspace if you go to the wplmr myspace he's one of the top friends on there you can click on if you happen to be in the northeastern ohio area uh check out his upcoming shows if you see if you can make it out to one of those shows i guarantee you won't regret it um or if they're listening elsewhere and have a place in mind that they'd like to hear me play. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, mean, I forget, because you try to travel as much as possible. I mean, like, yeah, I'm increasingly, but not, I don't do a lot. Right. But, but I want to. So Yeah. Like, you're, aren't you playing like you're going to New York? You've been to Nebraska? Did you play in Nebraska when you were out No, there? I didn't play in either of those places yet. I think I might play in New York this summer. And, uh, no, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm sorry. You were planning on going to New York yeah, to play, I hope right? To. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to play wherever <clears throat> I'm wanted. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so if you would like to see Dave in your area, then feel free to contact him through one of those venues or through WPLMR.com, and I will forward that to him. Um, Your living room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Private shows, man. Yeah, house concerts. That's something I wouldn't mind getting into. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I, I would like to do it. That's and, not the kind of thing you can like send a press kit and get. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant if you just like if you kind of had like a, a a color ad like you know in like the penny pincher or whatever yeah. or like what is, is that what they call it around here? But like like where it's just like an ad and it's you like hire me to come play, you know? Yeah, it's more like people make a they make it at an event kind of at their house, right? Right, and uh, that would be awesome though, like. I guess you wouldn't be coming to like an eight-year-old's birthday party to like perform like no, the sad yeah. bastard stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I don't think it would be. I, I don't know. I haven't done one yet that I've really. That would be awesome, though. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Um, and and for any artists out there that are listening, if you want to be featured on WPLMR, they may not want to now after they've listened to the episode and <laughs> um, listened to some of the stuff that I've put you through. No, Dave, but. Uh, um, I would love to, this is the format that I would ultimately love to get into is where I regularly have, um, independent artists on here and we're talking and featuring their music and kind of just having a good time. And, uh, it would be spectacular because I'm pretty sure that the only way that we're going to change like the way things are right now in the recording industry 
is like this is the wave of the future. I don't I'm not necessarily saying this is the way of doing it by any means. All I'm trying to do is to like get as much exposure for independent artists like out there and uh <clears throat> I think the only way we can change like we pay those people salaries. Like when we go and we buy like the the 10 to 18 dollar CD like we're paying that person's like we're paying for like all the assistants and like the executives and then all that and like the huge gigantic mansions and all, everything and like that's cool like I understand that like, if you're gonna make a lot of money at what you're doing that's awesome but like I would much rather know that like the bulk of my ten dollars that I'm paying for a CD is going to an artist as opposed to going to everything else and then like the artist gets their share for what they created um, we were talking about it last night like you mm -hmm. don't you can't really get signed nowadays unless you've already done all that legwork, like all the hard work. Like it used to be, like the record label. Yeah, they would develop art. You know, people. yeah, like they would they would find somebody that they <clears throat> wanted to get exposure, and so then they would work on that with them and go out, and they would have like you know, like I love like Walk the Line, where it's like you know you have like Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, um, like. Jerry Lee Lewis, like all those people, Buddy Holly, all of them would tour together because oh, right. none of nobody knew who any of them were at that point in time. Yeah. And so to get that notoriety and that exposure, like the label that they were all under would put those tours together and get them out there. Now, like like you said last night, like you essentially have to have a following before you even yeah. get the attention of yeah. a major label, which but like is like a big one. Like yeah, like a big one. Like yeah, exactly. And then at that point in time, like you said, it's like well, what do you even need them for if you are already doing pretty well on your own? Yeah. Which, that's why I like sites like Gemendo and the PodSafeMusic.com that I go to where I get a lot of the music that's on here. Because, like, those are artists, like, a lot of the stuff, I mean, granted, again, like, I have to filter through a lot of, like, pretty, like, blossoming stuff, I should say. Like, stuff <laughs> that hasn't, like, you can hear that there's a sound there, it just has not, they just haven't reached it yet mm -hmm. to find like a lot of the good stuff that I listen to. But I like, if I want to, I can like make a donation like through Jamendo. They, they have it set up where you can donate money right to the artist. Like, oh, cool. I love the idea of knowing like these people are going to do this, whether or not they're making money off of it. Mm -hmm. Like I would like, and, and I assume that's the same way with you. Like you would still like, I think you would still perform and like write songs and all that stuff. Even if like, it's yeah. not like the ambition of trying to make money for it. Like, yeah, I don't I, make money. I mean, right. I do make some money, but like enough to go out right. to dinner on so long. Yeah, but and, but it's like and like and I know like you roll that money into like buying like yeah, upgrading your equipment or, or like even just putting I mean, it's it expensive. Toward, yeah, I mean all that's yeah exactly. So like, I I think I would much rather know that the money that I'm spending is going to that as opposed to a CD that like has been cookie cuttered out by a band. That's under contract to make another ten albums with a place, with a, with a record label, but they don't want to let that band grow at all. Like you know what I mean? Like they mm -hmm. say, well, we picked you up because you had this specific sound, so that we want the next ten ten albums to sound like that. Like I think that's awful, and that's how things get stagnant, and that's how we get into like the situation we are right now with music, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> so I really see this as the future, like as like you know. Artists begin just making stuff because they want to make it. And then, you know, if you like it, you can have it. And then if you really like it, like, then you can, like, 
you can support them directly as opposed to having to go through the middleman because the internet has opened it up where you don't need that middleman anymore. Like, yeah, I really believe like with that connectivity, like we can reach each other. We don't need people in power or people who have the current funds to do that, to be able to spread all that, to do that legwork for you. But when now they want you to do it all beforehand and then, they kind of just reap the profits. I don't understand how that works, where you have to gain a following before you'll get their attention. But then, like, so they basically are like, okay, well, we're going to put you under contract and just make the money that you're already that making. You yeah. know, like, they need, to, they need a, like, a guarantee on their investment, which is why right. everything is the same, because they think it's going to be well received. Right. So, I don't know. It's just sad. And I hope, I hope, like, through things like, like my podcast by any means like i'm not trying to like say i'm a a prophet or anything like this or like i'm going to change the world but like i hope like this inspires people to go out and like support their local music and like do that kind of stuff because that would be spectacular if well, yeah and like share them i mean i i because i pl- <clears throat> there are certain people like that uh, that i've met through playing music that i i noticed that that's kind of their thing is that they like to discover new musicians. Right. They like to turn their friends or certain friends onto them. Exactly. And you know that, uh, like after this podcast goes out, that, that people, that, that Gata is going to be all over everyone that we know because it's like you hear it and you love it and you want to, you're like, Hey, check this out. Right. Um, and so I like that about this podcast is the, the link to the artists and stuff. And they exactly. <clears throat> and and I would love you know that and that's the thing like I I find stuff that I like like Gata like I think that like I I will admit freely that you know hip hop and rap is probably not my favorite genre on yeah, the planet um, but if I find one that I like like I like it like I like it a lot and like Gata that is awesome so like brilliant so uh yeah so go out and find good stuff and share it with people and share it with me you know send it to wplmr.com or wplmr1 at gmail.com let me know about it and like i said if you're an artist and you want to get featured on wplmr send me some stuff or get in contact with me and we'll take it from there so yet again another 10 minute banter (laughs) this is going to be like a three hour episode of wplmr that's awesome all right, um, so that we are coming up on our last rock block, so let's go ahead and get that started. Um, the last song we're cut we're gonna hear from Dave's album is Unspoken, uh, great song, and then we have Cartel. This is this is what's fun with um, hip hop sometimes. It's like the producer is Cartel, which that's in the ID three tag is listed as the artist, but actually it's Cartel presenting. G Kid, and then G Kid in this track is actually featuring Stack Bundles. Wow. Okay. So Cartel is technically the producer, and then you have G Kid featuring this person. So G Kid is the technical artist of this song. Um, then we have, um, we're going to have Poppy No Good and the Phantom Band. And then, last but not least, uh, Dan Malkiel. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up with the last rock block at WPLMR episode three. Holy shit. She has an amazing ass. Man, what I wouldn't give to all of these people. Some things you can't do in public. 
Uh, nobody's looking. Oh, that guy's masturbating. Quick, somebody call the police. Look at that guy masturbating. No, no. I was just itching, readjusting. I got bad wings and my left leg shake didn't work. Oh, he's meals. Hey, friend. Looks like you could use Zedco's newest product. The Distractinator. The teams of Zedco scientists have field tested various methods of distraction and have come up with one surefire way to create such a distraction people won't notice you if you had a vagina growing in the middle of your forehead. What is this distraction, you may ask? Flaming puppies! When you need to distract the people in a 100-foot radius, simply wind up the distractinator Light the Eterna Flame coat. And let the distractions begin. The distractinator will run about drawing attention from you as countless hordes will flock trying to extinguish a baby version of man's best friend, leaving you to complete whatever it is you need to get done while in the company of those pesky stick-in-the-muds. Things like public urination and defecation, Public showering, picking your nose and eating it, and of course those moments when the pipes just need a good flush. You know what I mean? Oh! There's a little puppy on fire! Quick, somebody call the police! Help me catch this puppy on fire! I swear somebody could be masturbating right now and I wouldn't even notice because there's a puppy on fire! Thank you, thank you, distraction, eh? Oh, oh, oh! Mm, call me God. Hey! Remember, Zedco Distractinator, for all your distraction needs. WPLMO! If anybody notices you listening, they're not gonna care! Alright, awesome. That was the last block on episode 3 WPLMR. I want to thank all of you if you've made it this far because, damn, this was a long episode, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure it was well worth it. Uh, I, I mean, I think it was well worth it. I hope you think it was well worth it. Uh, let me know what you think by hopping over to WPLMR.com. Leave me a comment on the uh, show notes for this particular episode. Uh, you can leave comments on iTunes if you'd like to. I would love to see the first comment made in iTunes. That would be spectacular. Uh, you can get WPLMR in iTunes by going to the iTunes Music Store and searching WPLMR.com. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email at WPLMR1 at gmail.com and let me know what you thought. If either of those other methods do not work for you, if you're not the public type or maybe you're just living in a bathroom for <laughs> umpteen years. Oof. But... Uh, I would like to thank Dave for coming on the show. Like, it was great to have you here, Dave. Thanks for having me. Fucking great. This is a brilliant episode, and it's going to be amazing. So, (laughs) Uh, the self congratulatory portion of the show. Yeah. You uh, rule. You, no, you rule. (laughs) You're awesome. You're awesome. You're you're awesome. Ah, you know, it's you. It's all you, man. Ah, yeah. I'm just have to have we'll have sex later. It'll be awesome. <laughs> it will. It'll be even awesomer than this episode. We're not really we're not really having sex. So for those of you that don't know us, we're just we just act gay all the time. Um I'm forty two percent gay, I've heard it said. Forty two percent? Really that much? That's what I'm told. Wow. I don't know how high I would be. Who told you that? My girlfriend. <laughs> really? Yeah. Maybe she should measure me then and let me know. Yeah, I don't 
I'll ask. Ask her what my percentage of gayness is. It's so I know. it's tricky too because I said like with fifty percent, wouldn't that be our bisexual? And she says no. Really? Yeah. So I don't really understand the system of measurement, okay. but percentage. Well, ask well. her for me, and then if she can give me an itemized breakdown, that'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what can be done. Awesome. <laughs> well, um, and be sure, uh, if you like the stuff you heard from Dave, be sure to hop over to um, davidalman.net uh, for links to all that stuff. Sign up for his mailing list. Um, if you're in the area, definitely, definitely, definitely make it to one of his live shows because it's worth checking out. It's brilliant. I love <laughs> everyone that I go to. So, um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Anything else that you want to say? Mm, the website is is barely there right now, but uh, it's one of my priorities to flesh it out and really make it something worth checking out on a regular basis. So. Right. And remember, Dog Days, the album, the David Allman Dog Days, is available via, um, you can get to any the multiple ways of getting it on davidallman.net. Um, you can search it on iTunes, yes? Yeah, you can search it, or you can link to iTunes from my site pretty directly, or like link to the album. Awesome. Um, so definitely pick up a copy of that. It's it's worth having. It's a brilliant one as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that's technically it. The last thing I have before we get out of here, um, I would uh, I hope that you took last month's homework assignment um, to heart and you worked on adding just one more person to the list of people that are grateful to have you in their life. I try to do that, you know, all the time. So I've been working on that homework assignment and it does pay off. I'm just going to tell you from experience, like these last few years of the, of my life, I've really tried to, to look at life like that. And it does pay off in the end. Like it is highly beneficial. So hopefully that's been working for you. Um, this month's homework assignment, and we've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but I want you to go to podsafemusic.com, go to... Jamendo.com, uh, J-A-M-E-N-D-O.com. Find one really good CD. It can even, I'll even like make it easy on you. You can cheat. It can be one of the CDs that I've already featured on one of my episodes of WPLMR. Order Dave CD, um, but don't. I'll have to put it on that, huh? Um, you, well, if I'm just so you know, if you do it, it goes under the Creative Commons. Okay. Just so you know. I'm not sure what that is, but I'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Just I would look into that first. But um but I want you to share music with like find something great and then share that with like five people. Like I don't care who it is, just be like you really need to check this out and give it to them and let them check it out for their own, for themselves. And then if they like it then you have to pass it on to them. Say, okay, well, then you got to find something to share with me so that, you know, it becomes this whole system. But only do it legally. That's the key. Like, don't do it with, like, music that, you know, it goes through the industry. Like, there are alternatives to that. Hence what I use all the time on WPLMR. Um, and one of the people you can share it with can be me because I want to know what you would like to hear on WPLMR. So if it's something I haven't already featured, send it to me. Send me a link to WPLMR1 at gmail.com because I want to know. All right, so that's this month's homework assignment. We will see you again the first weekend of – this is the first weekend of April's mm-hmm. episode. So the first weekend of May. 
we will see you again. Um, if I happen to line up an artist between now and then, it could be a co-hosting thing. I kind of like this co-hosting deal, so mm-hmm. maybe I might make it just if I can find somebody who's willing to come in and spend a day recording with me, they can come on and do WPLMR. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out between now and then. So next episode, first weekend of May, we're going to close the show with an actual live performance. Another <laughs> great thing of having an artist in the studio. <laughs> Uh, Dave Almond is going to play one more song off his album, and this is one of my favorites. It's called, um, which, again, if anybody knows me, I'm awful with names, but it is one of my favorites. But the name of the song is In Dreams. In Dreams. So, without further ado, let me point the mic at Dave, and you can go ahead.
man. Fucking awesome, man! That was great! Drunken hungover rendition of In Dreams on WTMR. That was brilliant. Thank you so much again, sure. man, for coming on to the show. Thank you guys for listening and sticking it out. I know it was a long one, but I'm sure it was worth it. I hope it was worth it. Awesome. We'll see you next month on WTLMR. Oh, thank you, distractor. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh. Mmm, call me Donnie. Hey! <laughs> That's, I don't know. That's, That's really tough to... Awesome. <laughs> Try to get out all of distracted here. Oh, thank you. Thank you, distractor. Thank you, hey, distracted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here, let me do the thumping so you can do the talking. Okay. okay. That, that was going to help me get, be comfortable with it. Oh, really? I, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Or, or like to, I don't know, to try to give it something because it's tough to... Yeah. I think this could work. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's going. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Distraction. Oh, oh, oh. Mm, call me Donnie. Mm. Hey.